0: the Audio Vault on one San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. It's 0600.
1: What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wait me!
0: Rob Thompson. Thompson. Do you not know, believe the other way in transition to the
2: Cowboys. Oh, I, oh. I want some
0: nasty. Rudy J.
2: Cowboys win. How
3: else would you settle this game? How
2: about this,
4: Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. r r in the morning on one San Antonio Sports Star. Good
2: morning. Hey, good hey, morning, hey, 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 hey.
5: Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, this is R&R in the Morning, a Friday edition. You know why I know that, Rudy? You got the trash out? I didn't, well, no, no, I kind of did, and my bags are packed. Welcome to R&R in the Morning, the Dallas Cowboy Training Camp Edition. This is the recap edition. This is going to be the sum up week. the goodbye after a great way. Hey, we still got guests for you. It's not like we're kind of sort We're still working. We got kind of sorta. Oh, no, Sam we, Williams
4: gonna be with us. Oh yeah,
5: eight eight forty. Uh, Cowboy linebacker was uh, nice enough to. Uh, he didn't have to do this.
4: They don't have to do anything today. No. Um, yeah, he was nice out, enough to set shout an alarm. Out to the good people in the Cowboys organization well, and Sam for doing it. He's Old Miss type, you know. He's
5: SEC. He's, he's SEC. good people. He knows he knows how we are. He's good people, so he's going to set his alarm uh, on a day where there's going to be like this mock game. So it's really not a lot of availability on this on this Friday, uh,
4: but he's going to be by, and uh, we're going to listen to the best stuff, some of the best stuff we heard all weekend long. Yeah, I mean, considering, oh. I mean, just off the top of my head, um, Gilmore comes to mind. Morning, Vince. Um, Jerry, Steven. Coach McCarthy, Micah versus me. He hates me. Hopefully, he'll forgive me by the middle of the season. Dak Prescott was excellent yesterday. Uh, Who do we have yesterday? Uh, Rudy. It is all running together. I forgot who we had. Who do we have yesterday, Edwin?
5: Coach Coach McCarthy. Oh, duh. Coach
4: McCarthy. Which we confirmed he, Coach McCarthy starting September Yeah,
5: yeah we're very happy to announce yet again uh, that our relationship will continue through the season. We'd like to say, in fact, we said it yesterday. Hey, Coach, this is the first of what will be, at the bare minimum, 18 visits on the uh, R&R in the morning. He goes, man, 18? i I'm living, let's, look, let's go for 22. Mm-hmm. So uh, we appreciate that. He will be with us every Friday uh, at uh, 7 a.m., bright and oily. 7? Damn. uh, That's about right. Yeah. So last night, uh, we uh, crossed some T's and dotted some I's as far as the regular stops when we come to Oxnard. We went down to it. There's this pier right off of, it's in Ventura, which is just kind of down the coast. Right if it's not it's not the prettiest part of California's coastline but it's in the top 5. It's up there. It's a, it's just a beautiful but stretch. But the pier was closed. Yeah, the pier, Eric Erickson's pier and the and the Ventura pier was closed about halfway through. But you know, I was a little angry when we pulled up to it because if you've been to this pier, the Ventura Beach area it, it it's not seedy. <laughs> that would be a term that you might have heard but it ain't the uh there's there's some sketch types walking around, you know. There's some sketch types walking around everywhere. everywhere. But yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It's not. You, but you do see families. But when the sun sets, right. I've walked in in one of the public bathrooms and seen some extraordinarily awful things. I'll just leave it at that. Like what? I walked in on a, uh, a, uh, uh, I was going to the bathroom. Yeah. And walked in on an an act. Oh. Leave it at that. That was a couple of years ago. Um, so, <laughs> <What? 'Cause> that, <laughs> so, that could be so many
4: things, but oh, leave it
5: alone. Let's just leave that. Okay. And then, uh, but the, but the pier, you can go out. And when the sun sets you uh, in our history, we've walked up on some like, you know, sketch dudes standing out in the darkness on this pier. It's not, mm, it could be a little disconcerting. Oh, I but, got you, I got but you. But the pier now has a gate. It's locked about 100, well, not even 100, about yeah, 30 yards out.
4: I've, you know, I've only been three times, but this is the first time it was closed. But it's made out of this
5: 100-year-old wood that even, you know, Rudy and I are, are you know, half the men we used to be. <laughs> That facts. wood was kind of like buckling under my feet, so it might have been closed for repairs. It didn't feel all that solid to me. But uh, went out to a place called Eric Erickson's, had ourselves a fine uh, seafood meal, a little microbrew reaction. Although Rudy, to his credit, has not let one beer cross his lips
4: this week. I still ate like crap this week. I had a lot of beer next it. week. I'll lock back in next week. It's no biggie. That's one of the great things about finding a wellness plan that works. You know what I mean. So, Gotta have but yeah, some balance.
5: We're on we're um, on vacay, and I had my first bowl of clam chowder the entire week, which is. I
4: thought you had one. Is oh, you didn't come with us that day. No you see, sleep. See, yeah, yeah. The first I was day recovering. We went to Sea we Fresh to go see the sea lions, and Joe actually said the bowl he had from there. Yeah, was better and they, than I know that. America, so, they do yeah. a good.
5: In fact, I, I I'm not surprised, but I missed that one, so I had to get my. The Clint one, Childers so yesterday. Uh, they're of our bucket list things. We uh, like Jason, Joe, and you, right? We did just about everything. We didn't make it up to Duke's up in Mountain. Yeah. uh, but we did make it up, of course, to Nobu, which has kind of supplanted the Duke's trip over the years when we used to come in there. was <laughs> when we didn't schedule our trip around the Nobu, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, we we hit the uh, Toppers, 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 Toppers. Oh, oh pizza. Pizza. got you, but that night will be forever tainted yeah
4: toppers is uh
5: but we did we did hit toppers um we didn't have in and out which is no great loss
4: i'm not i do not care so and out here you would think the way the in and out here is the line every time we go by there you would think it just got here i'm I'm talking about literally 30 cars i'm like i thought this was y'all's place why are there 30 cars at in and out I want to, I want everyone to picture the busiest Chick fil
5: A you've ever seen. Yeah. Just Find because that's really for me normally the busiest of all. Always. Things. So uh, picture the biggest Chick fil A, the busiest Chick fil A, and then double it. Yes. The In and Out in Ventura is the busiest Insane. damn. Insane. There, uh, there can't be a busier convenience store in the country. I've never not seen a hundred cars
4: in the line. me either. Me either. Only time I we did catch it was one time during the day when I was first here. And there was, but every time we've passed by there at night, there's at least at least thirty cars, and I'm like, dude, I thought this was y'all's spot. Why is it? Or are those people coming in from out of town? Well,
5: it's right off there. the 101 in Ventura, so gotcha. it's kind of like a, you know, it's a it's a quick get out. But I imagine their logistical process must be almost as good as Chick Fil A for that line to be that long and to still go back in it. But Californians are crazy, man. Uh, and maybe they are. Just it must be.
4: Out. It maybe it tastes better here. Because when I go in, the, I've gone a couple of times to San Antonio, and I'm just like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not bad. No, it doesn't impress me. There's it's nothing not bad, but it's not, I'm not like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back to in and out And I made the mistake of ordering one animal style. That's a bunch of mayonnaise. That, no, there's more than that. It's like this. Thousand Island and Relish. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And there's some burgers that are, which Rob hates, that are off the menu. Oh, see, th- th- don't even get off me the started menu. with Yeah, the, like triple mead and stuff like, like that off the menu. We've got some
5: of our customers are far cooler than you, so we give them a list of things that you're not allowed to have. I hate when I hear there's a secret menu. Uh, we have a secret menu for you today. What's um, what's the secret menu? Uh, well, um, I think we can put together or put to bed the... Dak and Diggs are, are uh, the mean
4: girls I, I, and, I, I, and, and, and going at each other. I think Diggs is, uh, Diggs is upset. And I was just going to tell Diggs, well, I mean, you know who you play for, right? That's my thing with this. Like, I, Dak is used to it. Dak's been here. This is going into his eighth season. Well, Dak's used to it. I think Diggs Diggs being upset that tired of is it, a he, thing. He's upset that it's a thing. Yeah, he's even, a, what what did you like, say like, yesterday? It's how I make practice fun. Everybody chill. Yeah.
5: But uh I think we Definitely can put it to bed and news. you will hear from Dak Prescott exclusively right here. Uh not exclusively, but <laughs> well, exclusively with the Blitz. Well, uh is. he joined him yesterday. Just um uh, y- watch the go to ESPNSA.com dot com mm-hmm. uh and watch the, the uh video if you haven't seen it on the socials. He had a pretty nice uh gold chain. Did you see that? Yeah. It struck me
4: the links were. Unique. It wasn't as good. As, it wasn't as nice as Dan Quinn's. Now, see, now, now Dan I, had drip. Now I don't want know. That was Dan Holt wearing it for some. For I some, think that for must a team have been, Yeah, that had to have. But I, maybe DC likes a little bling. No, I, I have I a feeling know.
5: somebody wore that out to the practice and field was like, "Hey, coach,
4: hold this." Because Coach Quinn was walking around. That thing was catching the sun, dude. <laughs> and, <laughs> I actually, I was doing the uh, sideline reporting, and I was like, Jason, and we were talking to me, and I was like, "Hold on, man, no, no, it was RJ." I was like, "Dude, Dan Quinn's iced out." <laughs> when that went, thing was hitting, that them diamonds were, hitting. which on its merit, you'd go. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible <laughs> when
5: I you mean, meet it, him and you it, see him. It looks it, like a I dude mean, that could actually have. He is a have,
4: multi-millionaire that wears Jordan Elevens on a practice field. That's almost that almost made me. Mad. That's when you know you got money. Yeah,
5: that's when you yeah. But you're supposed to wear your shoes. And so about. yesterday we had a good chance to watch a lot.
4: We seven on seven live football in practice defense kicked their butts yesterday it really did it was not a good day it was for the clunky office. as rj would say it was clunky clunky, day for clunky
5: and you know what that's a good term rj has a good word for that one it was yeah. clunky there was there was exchange problems with from uh center to, to qb um there was some movement issues on the line it just was a tough one but i will say this as, as rough as the offense looked I will say that Dak looked pretty good inside of bad offense, if that makes any sense. And I don't wanna I'm not a, a well, apologist. The but offensive I, I, line got their butts kicked yesterday. Oh, they did. They, yeah. the, they have, I, and here's the here's the thing that it's hard to quantify until you play a football game. Is yeah. the line as bad as it looks or is Micah Parsons Thank reaching you. the level of superhuman
4: greatness? Dude, the blitz went on and on yesterday about how bad the offensive line looked and they're worried about the offensive line, but this is the thing. I'm like on one hand, we're saying, "Hey, Micah's might be the best defensive player in the league. Well, guess what <laughs> if that's the case, yeah, he's gonna make the offensive line look bad sometimes, like you were that's Micah Parsons, of course, there's gonna be some off days when you're going up against that maniac, so in a good way, maniac
5: yeah. so with the 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 play from Micah, it's been kind of difficult. It feels like the offense to really kind of click in right um." This we watched,
4: but that's a good thing. We watched a that.
5: a lot of special teams work with the uh, Deuce Vaughn Deuce and, and, Turpin. and Turpin returning punts. Uh, <laughs> I'll just never get used to it. I promise you, I'm never going to get used to watching it. Um, both of them quick. Uh, the problem is uh, Deuce can't catch punts. I, I don't. He, yeah, he, he muffed a one. He muffed one. You you or was it? Two. I think it was two. It's not. That's, that's what you know, practice is for. Exactly, but right. it's not like he's he's the job's wide open. The guy that's in front of him's in the Pro Bowl, so you're gonna have to kind of be perfect. <laughs> but right. I will say that Turpin continues to impress with the twos on offense. Dude, well, he's got dude's a, he, slippery
4: man. He is slippery, but uh, as Mike McCarthy told us, he's got to um, get the route running better and understand the route trees. But the thing about it is, when he does run the route properly, he creates space, and Dak trusts him. Yeah. Dak is a Terp guy. Dak was at the podium yesterday talking about Turp and how much he enjoyed playing with him. So once he does get the route tree down, it's going to be tough to keep him off the field. So we'll, we'll we'll dig in with Diggs,
5: what his life as a hundred million dollar cornerback with a sore toe and yeah. a problem with his quarterback. No, not really. Uh, we'll hear from your quarterback Dak Prescott as he sat in with the Blitz. That will start just after six thirty. You want to definitely be here for that. The news continues to trickle out of the western part of our great United States uh, about the uh, imminent migration of the Arizonans. That into noise the you
4: hear is the collapsing of the Pac twelve.
5: Holy it's- crap! So we've got Arizona it looks like this is just about a done deal and as this is occurring up north Oregon and Washington are looking fondly toward the Big Ten and all the snow I'm sure that Oregon can't wait to go play purdue in december but that's all that's left you know what i mean Wait, so you're gonna
4: sit there yeah you, you can't sit there you're gonna be you're gonna have a flight to purdue Dude, the, buildings, in december burn, in the your future. building's burning and you're you know you're still on, on your laptop so that's
5: a red cross shelter but head on baby it's better than nothing yeah. so it looks like oregon and washington are about to head to the big ten which uh, tells us the uh pac-12 is uh now become the new america west <laughs> at if this that. point. If that. So you wonder what happens with the rest. We're going to talk about that just a little bit after 645. Lots of sound to hear from. Lots of things to talk about. Now, some of the highlights of our day yesterday. That? Rudy has managed to either engender or anger the biggest stars of the Cowboys this week. It was a good week. You got Dak <laughs> protecting you. Dak and you got Micah mad at you. It's all good. So I don't know what position I would let rather be. Both. Well, if you're in the good graces of uh, Dak Prescott, you're in a pretty good glow. And and as we head out to break, I I, I want to say something. I I'm not a uh I'm not a fanboy. I'm not. I'm a cynic mm-hmm. when I meet people. Yeah. I'm uh I don't I, I I'm distrusting on most occasions. Mm-hmm. I would, that that's just unfortunate. Um there's something about the presence of Dak Prescott. I'm just going to sure. say, for as a guy who sat in his presence for about 15 minutes yesterday, yesterday this cat's got some kind of something.
4: Yeah, it's, he, has the, he has that. Um, it's that thing you can't. I, teach. I I don't know what it is. It's in you, not on you. And it, it,
5: it's not. And it, it, what I'm trying to get at is you, you. You start to understand when you hear from players. And the first thing they say about, talk about him is his leadership and this charisma that kind of keeps you motivated and headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. He just, it's, I'm not a fanboy, but when I start thinking about the way that I kind of listen to him, I know, (laughs) I start to (laughs) start kind of rolling downhill and stumbling and all that. There's something about this cat that is just really that, you know, I've sat in, I've interviewed a lot of dudes that didn't have that. Now I've interviewed a few that did. You know, yeah, of and I, and the names that come to my mind, I, I would really. anger people. So yeah. I'm not even going to bring it up. <laughs> anger them? No, I mean, when, when I sat down with Tim, it, it very much reminds me of Tim, because there, the, it's not the jokiness. It's not that. No, there's this laser focus on what's important. And how to block out noise? Yeah, the laser focus on what's important. Everything else doesn't matter. Mm. Now we can play with whatever that other stuff in our own way. And Tim was a joker, and and uh, Dak is a more of a diligent kind of guy. But the internal thing is the same, and there's there's you can just see it in their eyes. There is there is a single purpose in my life, and is to go do this. Um, I feel that. And you it, you don't run across those kind of people very often. And sitting across the table from him yesterday, I was kind of, kind of drawn into the orbit that is Dak Prescott. And I can see how it can suck you in. Yeah. I can see. And you're going to hear what I saw in just about uh, 15 minutes. Coming back, uh, what happened yesterday, we can put one little controversy to bed. Is there anything on the horizon we need to worry about as our week on the tennis courts? are running to an end we want to thank a uh a, a best bail bonds for being part of this family for uh, yet another year southern recipe small batch pork rinds thank you guys for bringing it out next year we're bringing a whole lot more in texas cheer you made our nights easier
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is r and r in the morning and we'll be right back with uh all the cowboy talk that you deserve It's a very appropriate vibe for training camp beautiful southern california welcome back to R and R in the morning he's Rudy J. am Rob Thompson easy E Edwin Hefner on the other side i didn't do the proper intros to start the show and i feel bad what do you mean i kind of you know we didn't really we kind of just got the show going because we were already in conversation right and uh, i failed to produce uh, pronounce and introduce uh, my co-host Rudy you didn't J. Pre- you
4: didn't as inter- that lets you know like this you're at the i'm at the fifth day of getting up at 2 a.m. let me tell you we love being
5: here and I will never not be here because it's the, one of the highlights of my uh, sporting calendar. Right. Um, but these 2 a.m. wake-up calls. Good Lord. It's it's getting...
4: Good Lord. It's it's, early. It,
5: it, this was the last one, and I woke up
4: celebrating, even though I woke up... Sad. Sadly. So I guess today's going to be like a nostalgia run of the week. Yeah. it's you know Historically, these are the days as, as we've had a good opportunity to see a whole bunch of football. Yeah, this is the most. Practice. A lot of practice. This is the most practice that I've watched. Like yesterday, I watched the entire two-hour practice. No, it was two and a half hours yesterday. Yeah, it was two and a half hours because they took the helmets. They off. take the helmets off, and those are those reps don't count. So that's like a thirty-minute cool down, and they're also doing a little bit of installing. So a little bit of bill, bill It was so, bill, bill, so casual. A little bit of Bill Belichick and McCarthy's world. Like, there's a loophole. Like if our helmets are off, they're not counted as reps or time on the field. So to snitch that every team has, can't go run into the NFLPA and say, hey, we practiced 30 extra minutes. No, we didn't. We didn't have our helmets we on. We were just standing around on the field Diggs in a rather organized way. Trayvon Diggs didn't even have his shoes his on. I looked up, off. and I was like, Rob, Trayvon Diggs doesn't have <laughs> shoes. He don't have shoes. He took his shoes off. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. You sure, you're still kind of installing, but it's not really practice because there's no helmets. I was curious, how would you like to be the
5: the bubble wide receiver? that gets out there, and you see Diggs, and he just takes his shoes off to cover you. Well, thank, thank God they weren't really. No, they friends. weren't. But it, I <laughs> they, they, it had gotten that casual. But some of the, the some of the, I, I was going to say controversy. That's not a good word. No, not controversy. I mean, the uh, story. Some of the story of the camp has been the disjointed offense, and the, the success of the defense. And we can't quite. It's hard to put your finger on why. Because we haven't seen what they look like against others. It could be this defense is just extraordinary. I mean, this defensive line might be just such that they're going to have to dial it It'll back be. or this offense ain't going to pick it up. It could be that the offensive line is is desperate to get Zach Martin back. and Yeah, this there's a, there's in the a pretty big
4: piece missing. Yeah,
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it could be that, which, you know, you certainly have to figure it. Right. But then you have to look at, if it's not that, uh what could be a problem? Could it be this team might not get along? we got a bunch of prima donnas, a bunch of stars, and – and maybe that's the reason they're not the offense isn't quite clicking and then you see Diggs and and prescott go at each other and you yeah. start trying to find a story as to why isn't things really going because people are chipper it's not like people are angry about how things are going but it just didn't there's of the three practices we've
4: watched two of them the offense didn't look good but there, there was one that they looked great yeah so i think i think it's just a team of uh a team that's really good on both sides of the ball and both have the ability to make the other look not so hot at at, at different times but i I don't think there's anything i don't think your offense has any problems other than i'm not putting as much into the offensive line issues as the blitz is now i'm not going to sit here tell you that they don't miss zach martin but i don't think it's woe is me i don't know um how many you're not playing michael parsons 17 times like you do every day here in practice so it's a good thing like you say iron sharpens iron this is a good this is a good problem to have
5: over the last week as a guy who's reaching an age you got to be careful you don't want to get that age that age where you're like kids today yeah you know what i mean so over the week i have these signposts that remind me don't be and do that guy right um it was a, a bus ride back where you're like, don't be the old guy. Just just go with it. It, barely, it is what it yeah, is. This deal is with the this. life, good. right? That uh, that we're living living the moment. Don't right. say this and that. And uh, you know, y- you wonder how that kind of attitude can translate into uh, a successful football season. The idea of Trayvon Diggs becoming the hundred million dollar cornerback and the weight that that carries mm-hmm. is he able to live? In the moment, and don't become the old
4: vet, the overpaid. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I mean? The, the overpaid diva. Yeah. yeah because it. it's really easy for quarterbacks I don't think to he become is, that. But, yeah. I don't think yeah, I don't that's that. Tell me,
5: when you think of his demeanor, when you watch him in practice, do you get that sense? that, no, that it could be? No, I don't get not it. Not at all. I don't not get at that all. sensibility. But when you do get caught up in I the... I mean, but
4: I, we, I came up watching Dion. Absolutely. So, you know what I mean, so I mean, come on, Dion's walking around like he owned the like he owned the Cowboys. So Trayvon's nowhere near what Dion, well, you know, the way Dion walked around with his chest out, and I didn't have a problem with Dion doing that, but I don't see that when I look at Trayvon. Well, we heard from him over the week,
5: and that little thing between he and Dak kind of made things even more magnified because right. when you get that kind of money, you become the face of the defense, other than Micah. Right. Let's hear from. Young Mr. Diggs.
6: Stay out of the business. Get out of the <laughs> business. They, people don't need to worry about what we got going on. Our relationship, my relationship with my brother or you know, how we operate, you know, at the end of the day, it's our team. You know, Dak's the leader of our team, you know, he can go out there, have a great year I have the utmost respect for Dak. So um, you know, whatever narrative, you know, people wanna run with that's just what it is. But we know and you know, we know how we are and we know that it's nothing. And that stuff can never come between us, you know, it's nothing. We don't even talk
7: about it, so
5: you know, I, when you first hear the, or read the headline, stay out of our business, it sounds like the dude's a little cranky about But I didn't take it
4: that way. I don't think he's cranky about it, but also I, I feel is like... Is he unrealistic? Unrealistic about it. Like, everything y'all say and do is news. And again, it's because you have... Half of the people that saw that are like, well, that was a little bit harsh. And then you have the other half like, oh, nothing to see here. And again, it was clear as nothing to see there. Dak reiterated it at the podium yesterday. And then he said it again on the blitz that it was nothing to see here. But what Trayvon has to realize is life is, as a cowboy, this. Like, you know, um, I heard Joe telling Dak, like, dude, every show I watched this morning, they started off with y'all. And, I mean, Rob, you and I see that every Every day. Every You know, we're coming into our last hour, and first take comes on, and boom. Can Dak Prescott do this? Or is it too much? Dallas Cowboys can't do that. Can the Cowboys play for expectations? It's always something. And I'm like, Trayvon, I mean, I don't know (laughs) how long you've been paying attention, but this is how things go when you have that star on your helmet. But I I think – I think they always made him talk yesterday. Oh
5: yeah, I think because they it was like,
4: "Hey, you need to come and put this fire." I mean, I know there's nothing there. I know it's not a big deal to y'all, but this thing has got legs. They're talking about y'all don't the people don't respect Dak. You need to get out in front of this and go let everybody know it's no big deal. As did Dak yesterday.
5: Yeah, the timing uh, for Dak was perfect, though right. the schedule had been made days and days prior to any kind of uh, blow up uh, or video that we saw. And with that in mind, let's hear from the other party involved with the kerfuffle. Yeah. Uh, that is Dak Prescott. He joined the Blitz yesterday, and it was a great conversation. Wait do you hear it? He, he's a fashion guy, Dak. We've seen him dress well. He likes the drip. He likes to look good. The drippy drip, drip. He, what's the? There's a French designer that I see him wear a lot. About it starts with a B. Um, Balenciaga. No, no, it's not him. Main? That's it. Yeah. Big fan of that, and a big fan of Pony. That'll make
4: sense next.
5: <laughs> Hold on tight. Dak Prescott's coming. Joe and Jason interviewed him. You get the benefit. We'll be here. It's R R in the morning. You're on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.
0: R and R in the morning on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.
5: Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy J. am Rob Thompson. We're live on Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage, 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 coverage as it continues. It's the last day. Uh, we're just about done. Yesterday, Dak Prescott sat in with the Blitz uh, for his uh, uh, previously scheduled, though perfectly timed appearance. Talked about a lot of things, including the Gilmore stuff. This was good. Here he is.
3: It is the Blitz here on ninety four one at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Munnicks, Now joined by the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Dak, let's put this microphone down like there you that. Go. There uh, and, uh, and turn and there. turn, and turn, on. turn Look at that. On. I mean, it's amazing you know. when things. You work. know, you do everything around here. I figured you were doing all that by yourself. <laughs> I mean, I you've done it enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the 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 elephant in the room. I saw the video the other day. and went, yeah. And now it's a national story. you told us last year you're one of the best trash talkers on this team it's a non story right it's a thousand percent,
8: not a story at all um as as i said as I said before, I'm just glad they didn't get everything that's always said and <laughs> talked about because uh yeah, just. To me, it's a sign of not a lot of people have been in heated compete competing moments, uh, and that that's all that is. That's a brother right there. That's a guy that I see as a little brother. We have real-life conversations, so when you're on the field, nothing nothing really matters. Those are words, and those are guys holding each other accountable to one to, to
9: be great. Dak, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and with that, you know, as well as anybody, comes – Either criticism or a lot of love. I'm watching TV this morning, and half of all the national sports shows are about you and the Dallas Cowboys. Is that tough to get used to, it or, or do you just try to tune that out?
8: Yeah, I don't watch TV for once, so <laughs> I, I couldn't have told you that. It uh, doesn't bother, bother me at all. Um, yeah, but, but, but when you've been the quarterback for this team for eight years, you understand that anything you do, anything that you say is always going to be... Uh, a headline or is going to be something for some people to talk about and to create an opinion about. Uh, so it's part of it. Words don't hurt me, never really have. I know who I am. I know who this team is. I know what I strive to be each and every day. And that's really the only thing that's important to me.
3: Dak Prescott joining us here on the Blitz on ninety four one at San Antonio Sports Star. You look at this team as we're, you know, another new year. You know, it, it, Stephen Jones told us uh, when he was on the show a couple of days ago, this might be the most complete roster that this team, the cowboys, have brought to training camp in a number of years do you do you kind of feel that
8: yeah I agree especially just in my time i mean uh understanding the defense that we have, the depth on defense that we have, and it's now being a part of this offense, all the playmakers that we have it's it 's truly going out there it 's an iron sharp and iron environment. It is a game like rep each and every play, and uh it 's special. people are getting better, and we have a lot a lot of good players who are. Um, who are who are holding themselves accountable to learning the system and to making sure that they're not the, they're not the guy that's left behind and I think when you have that that's just a level that allows everybody to push the competition and
9: to get better you know you say learning the system obviously the big news in the off season is Mike McCarthy's taking over the play calling and and there's some new things here how much different without giving anything away obviously but give much, it all di- away Come how on. much different is it going to be <laughs> Dak?
8: Uh it's gonna be a little different. Um I just think in the way that he calls the play is uh plays are a little bit more aggressive in a sense and um and, and but that might not you might not see it because he's calling them, but we've also communicated so well that hey, make sure that's the right look. Make sure this is exactly what we want. I've got a few plays always in my back pocket to get to if I'm not comfortable what's being called against this defense. Um but we've got so many playmakers. I think you're gonna see the ball coming out of my hand faster. Two guys like C D, Tony Pollard, Deuce, uh Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, these young tight ends, uh, and, and it's a special group that we have, and all of them are hungry to get the ball, and all of them are hungry to make plays.
3: Dak Prescott joining us here on the Blitz here at, at training camp since the pads have gone on, which, I mean, three practices. But when a play hasn't been there in years past, you dirt it, you start over, go, or move on to the next one. This year, it seems like you're scrambling more. Will that be a part of the offense? during the regular season
8: yeah i mean i think so uh i think that just comes from uh getting healthy understanding and feeling healthy um understanding the look that's behind uh the the, the secondary right is, or the look that's behind the d-line and knowing that hey if look's not there well these guys are in man-to-man these guys are in two-man you know what i mean this this flood this zone is flooded out to go get it and a lot of it is paying attention to the situations the down and distance and so as i said we're already practicing like game like reps and hey this is third down this is third down we can go for it so everything matters and i'm just trying to put myself in a game like environment every time that i'm, I'm taking a snap
9: Tack, when it, as as a quarterback i'm sure you have to have a, a short memory yeah very because cool. plays or throws can go bad you know things like that can happen I, I don't want to talk about last year but you've already said you're going to have less interceptions this year does, is that going to take away from your aggressiveness, trying to throw guys open or fit a ball into a, into a tight squeeze? What happened last year? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that was a great answer.
8: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, just it, it, it's it's about the details and uh, under- and, and our receivers have all got on. There's a credit to Coach McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer and just in what the way that they've installed this offense, installed their system is making sure everybody knows the purpose of a play. Everybody understands where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to get the ball, and if they get the ball, uh, then at times if they don't, the scrambles that can come come behind them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. You never expect to do what. What happened last year, and I understand that we 're a much better team where we 've got more weapons, and we 're just much better detailed in just the way that we 're going to go about this game that uh, i don 't even care to say the word anymore, and just uh, trying to get better as I said, play each rep like it 's a game and just continue to get better
3: you know a lot of talk and not that we want to just keep going back to last year, but uh, <laughs> yeah you know uh, you look at the at the number and then there's you know well that one wasn't his fault that one wasn 't his fault that one wasn 't his fault tipped or wrong route or or whatever. You guys are the only ones that know, yeah. right? Will you tell us how, how many were actually on you versus uh, just the game of football?
8: Yeah, at this point, I, I don't even know the number that wh- was the number that I had. Honestly, I don't like nobody's 15. Gonna, nobody's 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 going to remind 15. Yeah, that I, could, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell you, but every interception has its own story. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that, there's I'm sure a few that weren't great decisions. And there's a few that got away from me. Uh and then there was a few that, hey, maybe, maybe they got away from me with the wrong grout, right? But, uh, when you play this position, uh, when you sign up in peewee football and you want to be the, be a quarterback until you play in the NFL, you've got to understand with all the job responsibilities and what that comes with. And that comes with taking that. You know what I mean? I, I'll take that patch and I'll wear that patch and understand that all those were, were my, were my interceptions. They left my hand. I'm accounted for them. And that's how it is. And so, uh, when you play this position, uh, you get you you get the blame put on you sometimes, but a lot of times you get the credit that you don't deserve as well, and so
9: that's part of it. And I'll own all of them. All right, I know we're in training camp. We're looking forward to the season. Jason and I have been talking about this today. What? How do we define a successful season for the Dallas Cowboys? Twelve and five the last two years. How does Dak Prescott define a successful season? Yeah, honestly, Super Bowl.
8: Um, I've had a lot of a lot of wins in my career, a lot of winning seasons, and uh, at, at this point, going into year eight playing for this organization uh it was that way in year one and i don't think the expectations have yet changed it's to win a super bowl and it's well overdoing this organization and it's something that i want to get done in my career and not just one and uh but you've got to start with that uh so it's about building on these past two years of 12 win seasons uh making it to the playoffs but 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 winning and once we get there and winning the whole thing
3: dak prescott joining us here on the blitz as, as we wrap up the the important question you know during the year mike mccarthy is on our morning show with rob thompson and rudy J, the guy over there in that uh, pony jacket that was cool in 1984 <laughs> i like it <laughs> they, they, they they send them they they send them breakfast tacos and, and, yeah and, is, that, it, is that who that th- comes th- from yeah. th- that's coming from from us right and, and so what is the preferred breakfast taco of dak prescott uh sausage bacon and
8: eggs with the hash browns in it. Nice, and nice. And the sauce on the side. So y'all do, y'all do send the sauces. So, yeah.
3: uh, uh, so, so, so <laughs> I mean, you're happy with that because I know. I mean, I, I, that's kinda, not an every and every week
8: thing. Well, well you have well, to there, win. There, there's a trend. It's yeah. only
3: after a win.
8: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of wins these past seasons. Well, I haven't paid attention the,
3: to the, the trends. So the, the McCarthy hasn't been sharing enough. But like ben no, Din- he's been sharing them. Ben DiNucci's like, hey, can you send some of these or, or, or can you send some of those a couple of years ago? And then he's the one that realized, you guys only seem to send them after a win. Wow, <laughs> I didn't
8: know that. Yeah.
3: So, so there is a the specific breakfast taco that, that's going to be yours when they make the quarterback room. That's perfect. I can't wait to get them every week. Awesome. <laughs> every week awesome. undefeated. Dak Prescott here on the Blitz. Man, good luck this season. And appreciate yeah, you stopping thank by, Dak. Right. Thanks. It's thank the you, Blitz here on ninety four San Antonio Sports Star. Dak, uh, in a good
4: move. Yeah,
3: you know what? In a lot of ways, he was in a good. Mood. <laughs> and keep in mind,
5: this we happened to be as the where our location is. He was we were last in the car wash on this one. So yeah. Dak saw the end of his uh, responsibilities as the, the as the quarterback of the Cowboys to talk to the media mm-hmm. this week, <laughs> and so he's got a fake game today. Right, uh, they're gonna have a day off tomorrow. I don't know what kind of days off that
4: gets, but they are gonna have a day off, and he's had There's no days weekend. off anymore. I mean, when you're a quarterback, there are no more days off. Look out, Big Twelve. Are you ready for a big A coming
5: your direction? Bear down might be headed to the Big Twelve. We're talking expansion, that's next. It's R and R, 941, San Antonio Sports Star.
4: It's R. Yes it is on the star.
5: Last day. Of our Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage, the very beginning of our Dallas Cowboy coverage. All season long, all you need. It has been confirmed this week that uh Steven's gonna be rejoining us again. Thursdays with the Blitz. Uh of course we'll have McCarthy. Fridays with the R and R. Uh we will be carrying all of the uh Dallas Cowboys uh and Sundry shows, their uh, legends, their Dallas Cowboys.
4: Really? Yeah. We, we carry those. I thought it was just the games.
5: No no no. We get we we carry all the other propaganda shows too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but those will be. Do you hear that, Trayvon Diggs?
4: <laughs> you hear that? Like this is what this is what life comes with with a hundred million dollars from the Cowboys, my brother.
5: So those will be it's good. It's all good,
4: man. If, if the only last thing you got to worry about is Stephen A. and you know Rob and Rudy talking about <laughs> yeah, man you disrespected Dak. Life's pretty good.
5: See, we're gonna tear you down and then your show yeah. will build you back up and but you know it'll be even. Absolutely. And then you'll go chat cash your hundred million dollars and i'll just shut the hell up yeah Uh, it has been a busy week in the college football world kind of unexpectedly busy to be honest with you i didn't expect all this to occur right now i thought things had shaken loose the uh university of arizona is imminent to join the big 12 it's Mm -hmm. not that's that's not surprising uh but it looks like it's going to happen rather quickly the uh it looks like the president's already kind of spoken the uh, Big Twelve has already kind of intimated they're willing. I don't know if Arizona's gonna get a full share, uh at least initially, to come late. But that just pulls the the plug out of the Pac twelve. It's over. Oh, no, it's been over.
4: I think I think we well, yeah, I think it was the over when once USC left, that was the beginning yeah. of the end. Once USC and UCLA bolted, you know, Colorado saw the writing on the wall, now they're gone. Now you lose Arizona as well, which you, you probably will. Now the the problem is, you know, what do you do? What does everybody else do? What do you do when you talk about Stanford? When you talk about Cal? Talk about Arizona State, Oregon, and Washington? Who, all reports are you know, Big Ten is coming hard for those guys. So there's a lot to unpack when you talk about the Pac-12. No pun intended, but it's time to head for the hills.
5: Oregon and Washington have reached out, or at least through intermediaries, to the Big Ten. So it looks like they're headed that direction, which is going to be a rude awakening. Those poor. Youth, for who? For. Oregon and Washington. Oh, what? what do you think people are not going to want them, or what? Well, oh, root away. You're just talking about I'm as just far saying, as the, the their life in the Pac-12 is a lot different. Where the, you know in December you're packing up, and worst case scenario is you're playing uh, Berkeley. Best case scenario is you're you're playing at uh, the uh, Rose Bowl. You know, so it's right. on, on a December afternoon. Yeah. Or you could be flying into Indiana. Ugh. taking a bus ride to Purdue. Or Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. Good oh, lord. Playing your game on in you know Pence Saturday State, night in December.
4: Yeah, but hell, it mean it's kinda cold in Oregon and Washington too. It ain't the- <laughs> it's <laughs> not Wisconsin. You know I'm it's no, it's not Wisconsin. And then it's Wisconsin. Pretty much what's going on is uh the the show I used to watch is called Storage Wars. And the Pac twelve is a storage that has been <laughs> unpaid <laughs> and is being auctioned off. It is a storage war going on for the Pac-12 right now. And uh, to me, I think I don't think the SEC wants any anything to do with any anything left over there. So, it's an arms race between the Pac, t- excuse me, between the Big 12 and the Big 10. They they probably should just throw them in a hat and just pick because I mean, there's still some good pickings over there. So, to me, it's like which ones do they want? Now, Arizona to me is the is the biggest prize left. Now the Colorado's over here. So if the Big 12's got them, I think right now, in the storage war, the Big 12 is winning. I'll take Colorado and Arizona over Oregon and Washington Hmm. if I'm your mark. Interesting. I don't know. That's an interesting question for those behind the scenes. Because the Big 12, to me, your mark, while, yes, he's doing all he can to maintain some football integrity, but clearly, one, he's marketing the hell out of the conference but number two he's clearly taking the path of if nothing else we're gonna have the best basketball conference in the country (laughs) yeah we're gonna have the best basketball And, and adding arizona to that mix is a huge step along with houston and a couple of other schools now they you know go as far as talking about what you talked about earlier this year rob is they go after the zags or uconn then of course then they really just put their full stamp on it but i see your mark working it's the SEC. But where's Arizona basketball. State? They, I thought they were package. I, I thought they Arizona were too. Arizona State's a package.
5: Uh, uh, you know, I, evidently their funding's a little bit split. You know, and the irony of this is, uh, I feel like Arizona State would be probably a more natural fit in the pe- Based, in the Big Twelve. Why? Just just the the culture of the campuses. It's a culture thing. And, uh, uh, Texas fan will find out what I'm talking about when they start traveling. They start walking into some towns and you're like, they, they're different from us. They, oh. they, they look different. They act different. They eat different. Yeah, wait till you join the SEC. Oh, God. Hey, coming back, reflections True. on a great yeah, week. Uh, the uh, the, the, the dust-up has been put to bed. We look, we're talking yeah. pump returns and a whole lot of seven-on-seven seven cowboy work that didn't go so well for the offense. Takeaways from the week coming up next. This is R&R. You're on 94. one San Antonio Sports. It's 0, 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wait.
8: Rob Thompson. Thompson. You don't believe
0: the other
3: way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh. Left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about
4: this Cowboys? Yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning. I piss. Excellent. R and R in the morning on ninety-four-one San Antonio Sports Star. Good, hey, hey, hey,
2: hey. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good.
4: Good morning, good morning.
5: It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports R. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. Easy e Edwin Hefner. uh, Sitting alone in the glass box of fun, taking us through this week. Yeoman's work, he and James Pledger and Ryan and all the digital crew back in the mother show. Oh, yeah. Ryan and Ernie and Edwin and Pledge and... Everybody, man. I mean, all we had to do is sit out here in you know 68 degree blue sunshine, perfect uh, weather, and watch a whole 58. bunch of football. Oh, well, right now, yeah. Try 58, 58 bro. Uh, we had to put up. We had to pull out our warm, <laughs> our warm pullovers. I got on a sweater today. Yesterday, I had on a short set. So I, I rested comfortably, knowing that when I was getting up at two o'clock in the morning, that Ryan and Ernie were probably just going, and James were just going to sleep, doing True. all the work that you've been seeing. Remarkable work, man. Our, we we, we can do some restaurant quality kind of stuff,
4: for sure. It was a great week. I the, mean, it was we had a lot of fun, but I kind of knew coming into this week, since we're recapping the week, I kind of knew coming into this week it was going to be more of a business trip. And it always is, but I'm just saying, I kind of knew, like you know, we had we had homework assignments daily, of which know. I failed <laughs> miserably. I you know what I don't I I got nothing to say about that. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know your life. I think I I've seen you doing your work. I've seen you getting your videos and writing your stories. I've seen you putting in your work. Uh lot to keep up with. And <laughs> you made you made some great stakes. Yeah, it's you threw, now you threw them over the balcony. I don't know about that.
5: You know, that's a tenderized
4: steak tossing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like in Seattle, they do the fish tossing. Yeah. Where I was tossing steaks over the... You know, I'm trying to do... See, I was doing my homework. I'm trying to create content. And, you know, I'm having a good debate about Dak and Justin Herbert. And steaks start flying over my head while I'm trying to create content. But guess what happened? It made for a better video. <laughs> Yet another reason. <laughs> it made for a better video. At SA Sports Star. So I appreciate the steak tossing. Oh, that's, you know... Appreciate you. One
5: of the many little things that gets us through a week that was newsworthy over the week, we uh, got news that uh, Ronald Jones is going to miss the first two weeks of the season. And you know, as he has to sit out, right now he can practice, and has looked.
4: And he's doing he's doing his damn thing in practice. Well, yesterday, anyway, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all. Oh, well, the, yeah. the entire week I was here, Ronald Jones are great. I yesterday. can't tell you that, but what I saw yesterday, I was highly, highly impressed by what ronald jones can possibly bring to the table because we're talking about where do, how do you replace zeke's 12 touchdowns now rj feels like oh it was just you know 12 five-yard touchdowns and i say look man i've seen teams every sunday i will see a team get down on the goal line and cannot punch it in i again i don't i'm not the biggest football expert but i know that that i'm not taking that for granted i'm not taking the, that for granted that, oh well there's five-yard touchdowns that's not a big deal zeke mastered the ability to not get tackled for a loss and those 12 touchdowns walking out of the building i'm not saying like oh my god what are they gonna do without zeke no but where do you find that guy that you know 31 you're good third and goal you're good and i think they may have it in ronald Jones now i, I now early in the week my buddy texted like you think he's gonna get cut i was like i really i don't think he's gonna make the roster but then yesterday he made a strong case as to why he will
5: now I think the question for him is, and and really for the Cowboys, isn't whether he's the second best running back on the roster. I think it's very evident that he is. It's more. I, I do. I do. I think after watching. Are you trolling me? No, are, are you I'm starting? Really to, not. Are you? I'm not. No. I, I don't want to really start picking the fight. But in my you, mind, even you are all trolling. You've been hanging
4: around me too long. <laughs> well, you're trolling. <laughs> I didn't. It came
5: out the way I believe it, and I didn't really. No, no, what what you, I'm with you. Go ahead. But. I think the question's going to come down to it might not be a matter of being the best running back. It might be a matter of who's the best football player that can provide the best for the team, and that would involve special teams. And I don't know of a veteran of Ronald Jones' ilk. He can find a job in the NFL carrying the football and not worried about gunning on a football team. True. after his two weeks or his well, two and then, weeks. Suspension. And they,
4: they got a little something something in Deuce as well.
5: So there is a, a there's something there. But I, I the question really is, do you just is Ronald Jones going to make this team as just a running back or will a running back that was willing and capable and can
4: run the special well, teams be the guy that they take over? The problem is I I really don't know I really don't care who's going to run the ball if if Zach Martin doesn't decide to come back. Now, again, I, I feel like Jerry and Stephen have dug their heels in and they said, hey, we don't have the money. Our money has already been allocated in other places, and everybody knows that. Now, if Zach decides to be like, hey, well, you know, I understand, but I'm going to sit out. If he does decide to sit out, they're not going to run the ball well. Not Tony Pollard, not Malik Davis, not Tony Dorsett, not Emmitt Smith. So a lot in the running game hinges on, on if Zach Martin says, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and play for the 14 million, and we'll talk about my contract later." Now, again, he still may just be skipping training camp and say, "Hey, all right, if I come back, can y'all waive those fees?" <laughs> you know I mean? But now, according to the CBA, you're not allowed to no, do his that anymore. Can
5: I think they can waive his?
4: think that he's in a position where they sure okay I, I think i think that well because jerry, jerry talked about the punitive damage yeah. he told us well that's part of the, the jerry told us there's punitive damages i think and there's consequences yeah that's what he's standing he's standing he said there's consequences he said that is
5: getting fined he's well over yeah so uh, well nearly a million
4: dollars the the running game in which mike mccarthy says i want to run the damn ball is going to hinge on if zach decides to come back that's a big if that's a big game of chicken so we can sit here and talk about yeah ronald's great but, you know, when you're talking about you playing the Eagles twice, and you got to go to play in San Fran and the Jets and all these other teams that have these stout defensive lines. Might need Zach. Well, my question to you is, as
5: this offense is kind of sputtering, clunky. Yesterday. Defense is – how how good can this defense be? I think I, that I – mean, I mean, when in you, the grand scheme, seriously, how good do you think – is it a non scoring defense? Is it the, which we think it might be, is it a turnover defense? We know they're that. They've done well, it the last two years in a row. That the, the turnovers. In takeaways, right. Are they a run stopping defense that is just That's the cuts?
4: problem. That's the only problem. If they're going to be able to stop the run, I think they can be top three. If they can stop the run,
5: they were, this could be one of those defenses that can make up for a
4: whole lot of stumbling on the other side of the ball. Yeah, well. You got Diggs and and Gilmore. I'm calling them lock and key, lock and key on the outside. Curse is a dog back there. Hooker, Donovan Wilson at some point could be back. The linebacker, you want to say the linebacking core is probably the weak link alongside of the what run stuff. what did
5: stop. you think of Van Der Esch yesterday? I thought he looked pretty. He's,
4: he's cool. Van Der Esch. I like him. I won't. I won't use the word love, but I like him a lot. And he understands what Dan. He understands his role, and he understands what Dan Quinn wants. But you know, you can make up for whatever he's lacking um with whatever with what everything else that's around him. Now I ain't even waiting on Diggs to tackle anybody. Now if there's one thing he inherited from Dion is <laughs> he ain't sticking his nose in and tackling anybody. Now he may not be got paid. You know everybody last year was like Diggs don't tackle. Well I'm like Diggs ain't got his hundred million yet. You don't want any shoulder issues or any stinger issues until you get paid. Maybe this year he picks up his tackling uh, abilities, but it's gonna come down to Dorrance and mozzie. And those guys clogging up the middle. When Just, you're talking about getting on the the level of Philly last year and San Francisco last year and well, the past couple of years, it's come down to run stopping. And I think they addressed that with Mozzie's crazy send new draws wearing himself.
5: So. so the defense might be able to buy McCarthy in this new in offense and dis, disjointed offensive line some time. Would, you, would that be a statement you'd be agreeable with? Like, you don't have to be a 28 point offense. To start this thing out, because the defense got you back, right?
4: Uh sure.
5: Why uh, not? I mean, it, sure, it does provide a soft landing. It does kind of you do But I don't think. Like see,
4: that's something thing. I don't. I don't think this offense is going to be come out the gates disjointed. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, if Zach's not here. Well, yeah, Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm talking about run, but as far as just, like, Dak and Mike McCarthy being on the same page, oh, no, that's it's still the I mean. same principles.
5: No, what I mean is, if they're, as long as they're minus a guy on this offensive line, there's going to be an issue.
4: Well, I think the defense has been doing
5: that. Or, or if the defense is so ridiculously right. good, we don't
4: know how good or bad this offensive line is. I think the defense has been doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I thought they did that against San Francisco. They held San Francisco to 19 points in San Francisco. Well, it was against a quarterback that didn't have a shoulder. I No, 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 wait. No, 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 no. He didn't get hurt until the next game. Well, how many passes did he throw that game? No, what I'm saying is – no, I feel you, but what I'm saying is they were only able to muster 12 points, and they had Zach Martin, and they had Zeke. So the defense has been doing their part.
5: Yes, absolutely. What I'm saying is as we worry about this install – and we're going to hear from Mike McCarthy later, which I was surprised at how far he said they are along in this installation process. Mm-hmm. When they, we this was only after day one of pads, he's—I mean—he's comfortable with where the offense he said is. Six? He said at sixty percent of the the of what they want to get, they're already there. So at least he's comfortable with the progress of the installation and the understanding from the players. We're just not seeing it consistently on the offensive right. side, but. That being said, yeah. we've seen ridiculously good looking plays. I mean it's not like we haven't seen Dak look spectacular at times and uh that young undrafted uh wide receiver uh three names <laughs> don't throw up I think he was sixteen um uh, oh. look good. There's some there's a, a wide receiver that has looked pretty dang good. In fact, Brandon Cook's really hasn't been that involved.
4: No, it seems like they. he he's been low, man. As you're talking about Jalen Moreno-Cooper. That guy. Cropper. Yeah, Fresno State. There's been a lot of people talking about him. It just depends on who you ask. And it, and it depends on what you're watching. Because in practice, there's so many moving parts. Like the line, the defensive line will be down on – there's two fields. The defensive line will be way down on the other side. Then the linebackers will be here. Then the offense is here. Then the special teams is here. So it just depends on what you're watching. But, yes, this is not the first time – that uh Cropper's name has been brought up and who considering all the wide receivers that they have uh, it is it is shocking but the thing about it is 13 speaking of Gallup hasn't really jumped off the page I don't know I remember he had remember he had a clean up And speaking of his knee he did a knee clean up so I'm thinking they're watching his reps as well as watching Tony Pollard's reps and then I know for sure they're watching Tyron Smith's – um reps because i was right there in his uh scrum yes. a couple of days ago
5: early in the practice was special teams work and we got a chance to watch uh pro bowler uh turpin catch a few and he's man electrically quick we already seen him but they were trying deuce vaughn out
4: at punt returner as well he muffed a couple but the ones he caught he looked electric look de- deuce is fi- uh, again I hate the fact that he's so short because it gets in the way of the fact that he can actually play. Now I don't know I'm not I don't know what it's gonna turn into or amount to on Sundays over the course of a couple of seasons, but when you just watch the kid play, there's burst, there's quickness, there's you know, escapabilities, there's the you know, the ability to because of his height is to hide. You know, Dak even brought that up when he was in front of the podium yesterday, like, you know, you got, it's kinda hard to pick up on him by the time you picked up on him. <laughs> you know, he's 10 yards up the field. So his height gets in the way of the fact that the, the, the kid can play. And um Fossil even toyed with the fact of having both of them back to return punts at the same time, which, you know, this way you can't kick away from Turpin or you can't kick away from Deuce. They're both back there. And that could give, uh, you know, a special teams coordinator a headache when you're facing the Dallas Cowboys. So, so a lot of things. I just love the fact, and I, I've never been to any other training camps, Rob, so. I don't know, but just the way they simulate games, you know, they'll come over the boom mic and they'll uh, say TV timeout, two minutes, and then boom, they'll start playing boom, the boom. Sunday night music, and it's like, okay, this is like you, the, the the attention to detail, and again, I'm sure this goes on at every single oh, training camp as far as attention to detail. If not, you're doing it wrong, but the attention to detail when you're just an onlook and you're just somebody in the media is like, wow, there's really no stone unturned. And I'm talking about it's down to the exact second of how a game is played they scream out all right we're going two downs it's third and nine then it's like, "Oh, fourth and five and this the competitiveness and the situational football which is another thing mike mccarthy loves to discuss i it, it's it actually gives you goosebumps getting able to watch and then football got back yesterday so it was a fantastic week in watching what the cowboys are trying to do and watching that offensive defense really go at each other
5: you talked about it just
4: a second ago uh we got football last night um uh, not, oh, I, not I mean, I No, 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 no. I'm saying I, 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 I think I gave it 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, I, we we gave Kelo, a shot. I saw Kellen Mond was in, so I was like, okay, Mond's from the crib. Then he took a check. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I got to check out Kellen Mond. He's from the house. You know what I mean? So I watched it for a little
5: bit. I will never get used to being on the West Coast during football season.
4: I'll never get you. Yeah, you were laying on the couch. And you're like, dude, football's on. It's four. O'clock. It's it was four o'clock. It was literally and the four pregame o'clock. came on, and right. it
5: turned like, dude, football is on. And, and the problem with a four o'clock kickoff is you wouldn't know how with, how to schedule your grilling. I mean, that's a weird time to start because boy, when you're boy, getting hungry, it's probably gonna oh, be yeah. right about well, half an no. or better. <laughs>
4: what are you talking about? You still at work? I'm so, yeah. So, <laughs> you, you, you ain't even thinking about grilling. You're in you're in traffic on the four. As we. Uh,
5: Look at this defense. We had Dan Quinn a couple of days ago, and we asked him, uh, "What did you do?" You asked him, "What did you do when you found out oh. that you got Stephon Gilmore?" And uh, what did he say? Pool I, party. I had to have a pool party. He added a Pro Bowl cornerback to an already stellar, at least by just by. The numbers, the best turnover defense in the in the league for two consecutive years, and you bring in Gilmore, and it was interesting to watch some of the highlights of uh, Darrell Revis in the Hall of Fame, and there's certainly some traits there from Gilmore. He ain't that, but he will be, you assume, in the Hall of Fame if he if his career continues the stretch <laughs> um, that he's
4: had. I'm not saying he's in yet, but I assume he'll oh, be. Was there, <laughs> Tuesday, Gilmore had a rough day. Yeah, he has. I, there, had a rough I, was, day. I watched practice that day for you know really intently, and who got him? Tolbert got him. Tober got the best of him a couple times. CD got him, so it was a rough day for him. But I mean, that's life as a cornerback. You can't touch anybody. You don't want to. You don't want to be getting penalized because any flag they throw when the, is, is on a DB, it's an automatic first down. So it's a tough gig. But you know, that was Tuesday. Yesterday, not so much. Everybody had a great day on the, the defensive side of the ball. So um, it is what it is. But the thing I've noticed about Gilmore and walking around here, I've seen him take every picture. I've seen him give great answers to every interview that he's done. All intents and purposes, and, I, and Dan Quinn told us this as well. He said when I called around the league to everywhere he had been, is like a great football player, but also a great man. So, uh, on and off the field, Gilmore is a uh, consummate pro. But I think you put him on side of um, Digs, and you get you talk about pro football focus and the analytics side of things. You got two top ten DBs, so lock and key things should be interesting, especially if Micah. And D. Law and Mozzie are getting pressure. It could be a it could be a really big year for lock and key, and they could both probably have at least four or five picks, if not more. If you're watching, I didn't get a chance to watch him closely. What's his demeanor like? Is he is he running the- No, he's not the he's not the uh, he's not your typical DB that's out there running his mouth. He just goes about his business. I like both styles. Is he I a like vocal the, guy or no? No, nah, just- I, I like both styles. He's just a guy. He's just he's pretty much one of those guys like you know yeah i made a great play on 37 all right i'm getting off the field i like the guys that talk crap and i like the guys that get up and say like no big deal gilmore comes off from what i've seen this week he's just a guy that goes out there and makes plays he's not really beating his chest much he's just out there doing yeoman's work yeoman's work leads to uh great success absolutely
5: the former defensive player of the year is now a dallas cowboy and he joined the blitz we're going to hear what i believe was the best player interview they had all week
4: yeah. Uh, yes. They, Agreed.
5: They not agree. Else. No. No. I mean, no. They, no. I mean, they,
4: you know. No. 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 I agree
5: with that. But but I agree with that. Because he was really open. Yeah. Gilmore is a. He understands his role not only as a football player on the field, but his role as a performer and a NFL player to the masses. And yeah. you're going to hear that when you hear from him next. Stefan Gilmore, one of the many, the cavalcade of stars that have walked through. Uh, the tent over the week. Uh, Gilmore will be there, and we're going to talk about the rivalry that began right here on the tennis court. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Micah Parsons, <laughs> Rudy J, War of Words. Love you, Micah. or the lack thereof. Love you, Micah. We'll be right back. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star. Cowboys are on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.
3: It's the Blitz here on 94. one at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. Stephon Gilmore joining us here. Tennis courts in Oxnard. Easy, kind of light day today. You like days like this, don't you?
6: It's good to just get the body back, recover, um, go over some mental things that we didn't do well in practice, and, and just watch the film and get better. Yeah, you've been around the NFL for a little bit. You yep. get tired of these training camps? Yeah. I I look forward to it, you know, just to work on your craft. You know, that's when you can really, like, uh, practice real football. So
3: it's always good to build a base, you know, in training camp and then try to carry it on to the season. How different is it for you coming to a new team your first camp with the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think it's difficult. Um, Just more just trying to learn the guys, learn the coaches,
6: um, build a relationship with those guys and, you know, get on the field and and compete and and show them um, why I'm here. Stefan, when you got the, the the call or however that works,
9: your agent or the Cowboys, the, one of the Joneses said that you know we'd like to sign you here, uh, play for the Dallas Cowboys. What what was your reaction to that?
6: I was excited. I kind of um, felt it coming, but you know during those situations you don't really know for sure. Just being patient and um, you know I wanted this is one of the places I wanted to come, and um, I, I'm happy we made it happen. Why? Just 'cause because, um, you know, everything they had going here, um, what they got last year, um, great defense, some great players on the offense, and, you know, just adding someone like myself to come in and try to help, help as much as I can on and off the field. You know, we, t- we talk about that all the time, obviously, with the addition of you and
9: Brandon Cooks. I mean, when I got a couple of guys that can really help this ball club, obviously, right away. Um when you see what dan quinn has done with that defense and some of the players and how you can fit in now to that defense i mean do you some people have said this is a top three defense potentially what do you think
6: i think um we have that potential uh we just still got to go out there and, and earn it and work hard and start over every year because you know in this league you just gotta you gotta put it out there and go take it nobody's going to give you nothing so uh, i'm just excited you know dan is a great coach um You know, it fits my style of play, and I'm just looking forward to it.
3: Stevon Gilmore joining us here on the Blitz. Man, you're you're too nice. He just said top three. I mean, don't you just want to take him and say, dude, top three. Um, Some words you probably can't say on radio. I've been saying on air I think this defense could be historically good. He gives me crap for that. Could this defense be historically good? I think we could, you know, but you still got to go out there and do it. You know, I don't like
6: to, like, say, you know, you're going to do this. So you got to go out there and actually put the work in and, and
3: do it. But the potential is there. Yeah, the potential there for sure. And then yeah. you know, August, we, you, you can say that. I mean, you yeah, look you at this it, defense. Yeah. Where's the weakness on this defense? I don't know. You know, it's we'll see. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well,
9: certainly not the cornerback position, <laughs> no, no, is it? No,
6: no not the cornerback position. I think we, uh, you know, we got a lot of guys that can play. You know, uh, got a great style of play and. You know, we just, you know, got a great coach and Al. You know, he's teaching us how to play the game. He played the game at a high level. So uh, we want to be very competitive and uh, make plays on the ball. All
9: right, speaking of competitiveness, who's the best corner on this football team?
6: Uh, <laughs> that's a tough question to answer. I, mean, I think all of us got different styles. You know, we uh, different strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we I think we all got a pretty good game. Stephon Gilmore
9: is the best cornerback on on this
6: football team. I appreciate
9: that.
6: I appreciate you. I think I'm a, a great player. You know, I've been playing at a high level for a long time, and um,
3: just trying to come in and, and do what I always been doing, and and help the young guys out as
6: much as I can.
3: You talk about helping out the young guys, and you playing at a high level. You've got hardware that proves you're you're that guy. Yeah. What do you bring? into those meeting rooms when the, when the young guys are coming and asking you what, what what are some of the things that you tell them they you do this do that take the the fan listening right now inside that that meeting room i think um you know when
6: you're young you kind of you know you just kind of plan the game you don't really know um, about situations and knowing how to put yourself in certain positions to be successful because sometimes that when you're young you just kind of just playing and you know, if you got a little bit more knowledge you can you can kinda um not play as hard and be put yourself in position to, to make plays on the ball.
9: You know, I will ask you though, because uh, obviously Trayvon Diggs, young corner, uh coming up, he showed some, some star power. What what are your impressions of Trayvon and and does he remind you any
6: of yourself at all? He's a great player. I mean he's uh obviously we all know he got great ball skills. Um you know he can cover anybody you know fast quick you know tall i think um you know just i just try to teach him about you know how to study the game how to prepare for the game you know um what to do in certain situations and you know um you know he's a great talent i think he can be the best in the league you know if he if he go out and um you know really take the game serious each and every week and learn how to reset um you know he has all the potential in the world
3: when you say that, at what point do you react and not think when the ball is snapped? I think that's a preparation thing.
6: You know, um, when you prepare, you you just you just plan the game in your head. You're not really um, guessing. I would say you, you play with good technique, but you kind of already know what's going to happen.
9: Do you have a guy that stands out in your mind that was the toughest
6: cover that you, that you've ever had? I played against Calvin Johnson.
9: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough <laughs> Okay, good answer <laughs> yeah.
6: He was tough um, You know, six six, two forty five. You know, can do anything you want to do with the ball So um, he was one of my t-
3: toughest cover Wow, well, that's yeah. that's, that's a big name, yeah. well, you know, big name. Obviously he's going <laughs> to yeah. pick somebody with a gold jacket yeah, right? course, I mean, you right? know, not, not some guy that's working at Costco yeah, now yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how it, how it goes the, the best trash talker might not be in the league Or certainly not in the hall <laughs> Who's the best trash talker? On offense,
6: yeah. receiver, I say Steve Smith. Steve oh, Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that,
3: that, when when you when you're going back and forth, you're on the field. It, it, is it fun, or or when it, when does it cross the line? It's fun. I'm not really like I don't really go back and forth. I just try to
6: prove it each and every snap. But you know, any time a guy chirps at me, I kind of just take it out on the next play. And um, you know, at the end of the game, you know, Torst went. Majority of the time I win that matchup I, I let him, I, I start giving him my two cents then. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> when you know what the scoreboard is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't talk helps, in the yeah. first quarter. Yeah. I'll talk in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, that always <laughs> helps. Off the field. You were at Wimbledon.
6: Yeah. What are you a big tennis fan? Yeah, my kids play tennis. Um, you know, they're pretty good at tennis. My son, he's eight, my daughter's six, and my wife played tennis growing up. And um, you know, I'm a big tennis fan. We that's what we do in our family is tennis right now my son played flag football but you know I'm a big tennis fan for sure so
9: was that your first
6: time there first time yeah yeah what'd Um, you think it was nice um I got to meet a lot of great people um met Djokovic met um a lot of great people man it was it was a big um event it was like the Super Bowl of tennis for me so um I definitely go back
3: When when you think about going to an event like that fitting in i mean obviously you're an nfl superstar so you get places yeah. when you're talking to a, say a pro tennis player yeah do you talk about just life in general like like dude stuff or are you talking about how to be a professional at that level and can you learn something from him that he's doing tennis wise that you can apply to your your football preparations i think um tennis is a little different um they travel a lot you
6: know way more in different countries a lot and I think um, I have a friend. Her name is Alicia. She's uh, the like number forty in the world in girls, and I just try to, you know, um, it's different, but it's kind of similar in my position as far as like taking care of your body, you know, being able to move in, in certain directions, and um, obviously the, the swinging is one thing, but I think it kind of it's kind of similar a little bit. I just try to um, talk about, you know, what what. Makes them the best player they can be, and I, I try to learn from them and give them my two cents on what what I think helps me out. Is that more mental? I think it's mental and physical because you got to put the work in, um, and you got to be mentally strong. You no know, matter what, no matter what happened. You know, say you you
3: lose a point. You know, you got to be able to reset. We'll put it behind you and get I, I, better. I would think tennis, and I haven't really given this any thought until Joe just brought up you going to Wimbledon. Yeah. A tennis player like a defensive back, you're out there alone. That, and yeah. a lot of times as DB, D B you're on that island alone yeah. and if they catch a pass, you've got to shake it off. <laughs> Even though you've got teammates, yeah. that relation I think could yeah. could be there. Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's you, at cornerback
6: position and in tennis, you gotta be mentally strong. You can't you can't get too high, can't get too low, you gotta be able to you know whatever happens be able to shake it off good or bad cuz you can play great for 3 weeks 4 weeks and not play so great one week got to be able to come back and and keep building and and that's that's how you become great that's the fun when growing
9: up did you always want to play defense play cornerback or or, do, or were there other positions you
6: tried honestly i would be surprised i played quarterback my whole life you know growing up in high school i never played defense and um you know, I got recruited as an athlete coming out of high school, and my dad was like, "You gonna be a corner." And then, <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, and I used to go to camps, you know, and play corner. And I used to just lock everybody down, not playing corner. So, my dad was like, "You gonna be play corner," and um, you know, the rest is history.
9: Now, was it something those those types of skills are, are very unique to play to be a cornerback? Did it come naturally to you, or did you really have to study the game at that position?
6: I think at first it came natural, but then I started, you know, perfecting my craft when I knew knew that I wanted to play the cornerback position. Um, and I think, you know, with my size, you know, I think they didn't really have big corners back then. It was more of the smaller corners. I could run with anybody, and I was bigger. So um, I think
3: that gave me a, a big advantage, you know, coming out of college. Stephon Gilmore joining us here on the Blitz. You, you talk about that, and again, Help fans understand. Help us understand. We see a a defensive back get beat. Everybody's trashing that guy. And then, you know, the coaches say, well, that wasn't really his guy because he was releasing him to the safety. Yeah. Does that bother you when when people are trashing you or or a defensive back in general? Because I imagine there's a brotherhood. You want to protect the other guy. Some guy's getting hammered. And you know that wasn't his guy. That wasn't his responsibility.
6: I think um – You can't really listen to the noise you know obviously you're on the team you know what who's supposed to be where and you just learn from it you know it's one thing if it's technical you can really critique yourself but you know when anything happens that's not good on the field you kind of just go to the sideline learn from it you know not let it happen again what's that feeling like
9: when you know you got beat and you're just trying to catch up man and it doesn't happen to you very often i get it but Sometimes it does, and you, oh man, you beat me, and I, that's got to be the loneliest
6: feeling in the world. Yes, it doesn't feel well.
3: Yeah, Joe, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> at what point? The other criticism the defensive backs get a lot is when they make a business decision and don't go in for the tackle, or they, you know, a little low lay kind of defense. <laughs> yeah, take us through those kind of plays. I think, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to just go in there and just blow,
6: you know, um, running back no matter who it is up. And I make the tackle, but now I think I tackle smarter. I can still get them on the ground. I keep my head up um, because I used to go in there reckless when I was younger. But I tackle smaller. I I don't really make business decisions, but I just try to, you know, be smart and, and get them on the ground. Is that
9: something you can teach a young corner that you're playing with?
6: Yeah, like for sure. Like here for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, for sure. You can, like, you know, it's not it's not about blowing them up. It's just getting them on the ground, you know, and and that's the main goal. You know, you don't have to go in there and put your head in there. Just, you know. But that's football, isn't it? Yeah, it's football, but you, the goal is to get them on the ground, no matter how you get them
3: on the ground. So um, just make the tackle. Is there a lot of uh, bust of the chops in the meeting room when you're watching film and you know some guy? <laughs> made the decision not to stick his head
6: in there. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. You know, um, from watching film, you'd be like, oh, that guy didn't want to make that tackle. Um, but, you know, you never want to be that guy on film. You know, someone watching and you're you turning it down. How do you get away from football? What do you do outside the game? Um, I'm married with um, three kids. Kids is in sports and um, spent a lot of time with them. And, you know, I just – you know, that's really my goal because I've spent so much time playing football, you know, and um, when I have time to spend with them, I just spend it with them and, you know, take them fishing and stuff like that. And, and You're a good fisherman? A little bit. Yeah? I'm pretty good, yeah. What, so, what, what do you like to catch? I like deep-sea fishing. Okay. Um, you know, and and taking my kid, well, my son now. He's old enough to go, but not my youngest son. But, you know, just doing stuff like that just to relax the mind and, and get away from football.
3: Now, training camps here in Oxnard – you been to the ocean yet? No, you rented a yet. boat to go out not little yet. deep not sea yet. fishing? Are, are, are you <laughs> maybe, going to? Is that on the agenda? Sunday. Yeah, maybe
6: Sunday. May, maybe on Sunday. Yeah, um, I just, you know, it's kind of hard in training camp. You know, on Sunday you kind of want I get massages every day, so I kind of want to take care of my body first. But
3: maybe I get out there. Well, I mean, go out there on the water. I know. Get I know. that going. That's relaxed. Then, then go yeah, get the right. massage later. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking <laughs> into or it. I you know. Get a, or I can get the massage on the boat. There you go. I mean, that's not really <laughs> deep sea fishing, but I mean, you know, it sounds I mean, like a great but, Sunday afternoon. Well, it to it, do it does. <laughs> it does. I mean, that's the difference from an NFL player mindset exactly. and ours, right? I mean, that, that's kind of how it goes. You, you compare camp out here in Oxnard, some of the other camps that you've been a part of, other teams that you've been a part of. What's the biggest difference? I mean, when you heard we're going to California for camp, yeah. I um, everywhere I've been is
6: mostly been in house. You know, I've never really been on a team that we, we travel somewhere else. Um, but it's been a great setup. Is in California. I've never really been on the West Coast like that, but to play and maybe the ESPYs or something like that. So it's a it's a fun experience. we all here together. You know, this is, a, this is what we build, that, that camaraderie, that brotherhood with each other, and it's a good setup.
3: Stefan Gilmore joining us here on the Blitz. Before we let you go, and I can't believe we've been talking this long and we haven't asked you about that, Micah Parsons and playing it. with a guy quite like Micah Parsons who was so excited when oh you joined this team. Yeah. Talk about that dude, man! I never seen nothing like it before.
6: You know, he's uh, he's special. You know, he just have that thing you can't teach. You know, he's fast, strong. You know, and one thing that stick out with him is he has a motor. You know, that <laughs> he never get tired. You know, he's he's a
3: special player, and I'm super excited to play with him because I know, you know, those quarterbacks will be running for their lives. He spends. And spent a lot of time this offseason. We had him on our show yesterday, mm-hmm. seeking out advice from all kinds of people that have been in the game for a long time, high-level type players. Mm-hmm. I imagine he's been picking your brain a lot. For sure. Talk if you can. Those conversations of what you're trying to teach Micah Parsons.
6: I think he uh, he asked me the other day, you know, about how what's my, you know, how I take care of my body and stuff like that, and I told him. And because he, you know, I've been playing this game a long time, you know, 12, this year 12. And I think one day he, he to get there and play at a high level, just asking me, you know, my, my routine and things like that. Cause he very, that's good. He's asking questions. Cause you have to ask questions to get all the answers to get to where you want to go. So I'm super excited to see him, you know, grow as a player. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun just, just sharing information. Cause I'm, I look up to him too. You know, he may be younger than me, but, you know, um, just seeing him play on the other side other side of the field super exciting How, is that something you learn to take care of your body or, or have you always done that i think you learn it over the years you, you get to learn yourself you learn what's what you need um i think by year five or six i already started really in tune into my body to to get me where i needed to go
3: Stephon gilmore appreciate it enjoy that uh, boat on sunday man i uh, appreciate, appreciate yeah. you spending some time with us here on one san antonio sports star Stefan Gilmore joined the Blitz. Man, uh,
5: that
4: was, what, That was awesome.
5: Uh, that was awesome. Is that
4: Wednesday? Yep, but the guy. No, because that Wednesday was an off day. It was Tuesday. So it was Tuesday. That was great. So I mean, he talked about going fishing and the deep sea and massage and how he looks up to Michael Parsons and, yeah, really good conversation.
5: Got a sense as to why, the, you know, the value of bringing him in was certainly on the field but off the field. It is year 12, though. Yeah, off the field. It is
4: year 12. I mean, you,
5: you, attu- you attain that long-and-tooth ability and understanding, but th- you certainly are slower. He isn't the same guy he was.
4: Right. He's not the guy that the, the Patriots picked up, but can still be very serviceable when surrounded by you know great talent, which he is.
5: On the other side, uh, when we get off a break, uh, the college football world continues to shift, and I think we can go ahead and pronounce uh, that the Pac-12 – they might not be imminent, but it might be time to check into hospice. Because uh, if you're going to lose Arizona, as it appears to be, and if you're going to lose Oregon and Washington, as it appears to be imminent, yeah. what's about to happen and who benefits from all this? It looks like the Big 12 is about to snag another. We'll look around all of college football. We'll,
4: but, <laughs> Go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> because I just saw the... We have the audio. Um, I guess when you become a, a hall of famer, you decide, hey, you know, I'm going to start trying some things and maybe, oh, maybe sing the national. Yeah, Act. we're gonna. I
5: was, yeah, we're gonna
4: come back. <laughs>
5: I was like, come you on, know,
4: dog, that's my guy, too. Can, oh, see, it was that's unfortunate. Like, it's family. It was unfortunate, Rob. Just call it what it is, yeah, bro. And, and you know,
5: you where were you when somebody just unexpectedly started singing
4: the national? It, you were at the Aggie Club yo (laughs) yes i was at that aggie dinner with jimbo fisher and the the host the mc just started just blur blur, it wasn't bad you know it wasn't like carl lewis but he just started singing the national anthem and i was like wait a minute where what was going on demarcus wasn't carl lewis no but he wasn't whitney houston either what was he thinking He's thinking I got a gold jacket. If I want to sing the national I anthem, so. I can do it. We'll hear that and talk some college football <laughs> next.
5: This is R in the morning, and you're on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star. In
0: each
7: day, as if it were on
5: purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning. I piss. Excellent. R and R in the morning on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star. Good
2: morning. Hey, 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 oh, morning. Good
5: morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio's Sports Star. Welcome to 8 a.m. Don't worry about them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. Lots of Dallas Cowboy talk today as we wind down our Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage. Brought to you by A.A. Best Bell Bonds and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Of course, uh, Texas Cheer Liquor for helping us cut out here. Been a great week and lots of news. And we'll address everything that we've gone through. News on the outside world college football world is shifting last night we had the uh, hall of fame game mm. um what it was a game it was a uh the game started activity. at four o'clock
4: <laughs> we had pre-game it's so <laughs> weird a local 505 kickoff yeah rob was laying on the couch he was like football's on and it's like bright and sunny outside. only time bright and sunny football happens is on sunday it was weird for four o'clock for a pre-game to start but Nonetheless, it did. But I watched a little bit of it because Kellen Mond was playing. He's yeah. from San Antonio. We watched till he threw a pick, and yeah, that's when I was like, okay, yeah. I'm good. That was rough. Yeah,
5: I'm good. It's funny how the Jet fan now that they've got Aaron, Zach Wilson ain't so bad. Yeah, maybe we can fix him. Maybe we can save him. It's, it's, Is that it's, a it's thing? It's worth. Is that know? a thing? Is that a real thing yeah, from I, Jet fan? Yeah. Suddenly,
4: I didn't know this that.
5: guy that everybody hated. They wouldn't even like, man, get rid of this milf dude. You know, they just milf now dude. you got Aaron around.
4: They're like, you know, he's kind of cute. Maybe we should keep him around, mold him. Yeah, that's what I would do. I mean, it's not like Aaron's going to play till he's fifty. Oh, I agree, but uh, I wouldn't give. Rid- I mean, I wasted a second round, ra- a second pick, o- a second overall pick on
10: him.
5: Who keep him. It's well, I'd like Aaron. to think so, but they they would have put
4: him out to pasture last year if they'd have had their way. Well, he was playing fine until Brees Hall tore his ACL. That's what people, I tell yeah, everybody. everybody. You know, people always, you know, people forget. You know, we have short term memories. They had a winning record when before Brees Hall tore his ACL. Just saying. Diana Taurasi went and got forty three last night. Oh, good now
5: ten thousand points. First WNBA player to do that. Not surprising, but she, um, obviously leading leading scorer in the league's history. Um, been the leading scorer in the league, but five times, six times.
4: Golf clap. <laughs> I uh, know, for real. I love that. She Diane. is
5: legitimately yeah. on the uh Mount Rushmore. Without hesitation. There's the thing. What? Well, I'm just saying, if you were picking your top four, yeah. She's there.
4: Is it it's it four or five on Rushmore? I always get confused. Four. I've never seen it. Where is it? South geographically. Dakota. South Dakota? Mm-hmm. It's oh. not you can't miss it. Okay. big old mountain, big faces. There's no I- way that's her nickname, Jay Glenn, on YouTube. That's not her nickname, is it? The white mamba? I I didn't want to say it. I let you say it. Is that true? Why why can't you say white? mamba? I don't mamba? know. I just because there's no snake. Yeah. What's wrong with being? I don't know. We what got we see, got our own red mamba, dude. Can you, they cancel you for anything. Oh, is there is there a white snake? Or is that that's they, they, a they, band, white Are snake. they just calling her that because she's white? Well, that's well, what I'm well. There's a black mamba. Well, see, there's that's a real snake though. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're like. Yeah. Are they comparing her? No, it's
5: it's like why are they call. Well, her? why they call Matt Red R- Red Mamba? <laughs> is there a Red Mamba? Well, there is. His name is Matt Bonner. It's the red hair. <laughs> no, there's.
4: Kobe nicknamed her that. So I think we can say it. Okay, I'm just making sure, man. Cancer culture is real out here. You were afraid to say White Mamba. How far know, have hate, we come? I do. You gotta be you can't be too careful out here. Man. No, I, I I'm all about if they, uh, if they if I get fired, where I'm going? The CYAs of life. I'm headed back to the call center. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be headed back to doing you, it. You know what your next be, job could be? be Claims, I, I, claims adjuster again? What? I think that there's going
5: to be an opening uh, that the commissioner of the Pac-12 is imminent. I think if you're really looking Dude, for a job that's going to end on its own,
4: I'd rather do be a claims adjuster than work for the Pac-12. There is no Pac-12. You know, we saw the news uh,
5: on Monday. It came out that this long-awaited media deal that the Pac-12 had been working on quietly, this double-secret search to find the billions that's going to be required to hold this desperate group of teams on the West Coast together, And it turned out to be a streaming deal from Apple that was the bottom floor was less than anybody in the Big 12 or even the ACC were getting. And you knew at that moment it
4: was over. Uh, This is what I would do, seriously, and in in good faith, if I was the Pac-12 commissioner. You know, um, perfect example, uh, Dame Lillard team says, we give you the right to go out and shop yourself. Go out there and if you can seek a trade, seek a trade for yourself. And if it works for us, we'll get it done. If I was the Pac-12 commissioner, I would literally tell all of my teams, I can't get any TV money. where They're telling me the only way I can get TV money is if I get subscriptions, which is unheard of. It's unheard of. They throw money around when it comes to conference TV deals. I would tell all of my schools, like, look, we're going to dissolve this. And you, I give you all the right to go out <laughs> and talk to the Big Ten and the Big 12 and find a place to live. It's storage wars. It is a storage unit that has not been paid, and the Pac—excuse t- me—the Big Twelve and the Big Ten are there shopping and bidding on each of these on each team that's over there. And the Big Twelve struck first. All indications say that Arizona's next. They got Colorado and Arizona. I think they're in the lead. You know, because we're talking about the Big Ten. Well, you know what? I forgot—the Big Ten did get USC and UCLA. I mean, but yeah. Washington and Oregon doesn't—that don't tickle my fancy. Oregon should. Arizona, Utah, Colorado, that's who's next for me if I'm the Big 12. I don't know what's what's taking so long. What's taking them so long to call Utah? Well, I mean, there's not a lot of rooftops. And why is Utah sitting around like well, they're not a great not,
5: program? They, they're a fine program, but they're alumni-based. The rooftops around Provo,
4: I mean, it's not like they're, they're above a, what's left in the Pac-12. Oh, I, uh,
5: as far as quality of play, absolutely.
4: Just but as far as the too. university as a whole. Well, I just don't think they have a lot of
5: alumni, and I don't think they have a huge – you know, I remember talking to a TV guy, and all he talked about was rooftops. I want to know how many rooftops there are. How many fans that have antennas out there? That's really what matters to me. And I'm not sure there's a lot of, a lot of uh, Utah. Utes there ain't in, no rooftops in Colorado. Well, I, See, the thing is, I think the Big 12 feels like they've already got it in, in BYU. I mean, they've already got the market. They got the TV sets in the market already there in a more prominent school. And they could build in a rivalry. But I, I, I actually the chase like- was for state schools and the money that comes with
4: that. I actually like Utah better than BYU. But I feel you. I get you know it where you're I mean? coming from. And I, but I think Utah has every, every. When I look at what's left in the storage unit, I'm shocked that Arizona Arizona State isn't a package deal. I, I, I'd be shocked if Arizona State doesn't follow Arizona here shortly. California Golden Bears, meh. Let them go to the Big Ten. I'm here. I'm help. I'm here to help out your mark. I don't give a damn about the Big Ten. I want your mark to succeed because he's coming from the Rock Nation umbrella, and I'm a Jay Z groupie. Um... I like Utah, Arizona State, the rest y'all can have Oregon go to Big Ten before Washington go Big Ten. I don't need y'all before the last three years had you ever thought of
5: Utah as a football or basketball, yeah, I don't Ur- like Keith absolutely Anfield urban Meyer Urban Meyer cut his teeth there but it was a a stepping stone school that was they were the they were put him the, on the map. Yeah, he did, but it I was didn't know a, I didn't
4: know look before and UTSA Urban. UTSA will be famous right. for doing the same yeah, thing I, for I, another coach. Before Urban Meyer, no, I wouldn't have thought of See, Utah. See, I never
5: really thought of Utah as anything other than a school in Utah. Yeah.
4: No. No, but I mean they built the program up and it's look, we're talking about No, I agree. No, I'm just saying when I'm looking at what's in the Big Twelve, you got University of uh Central Florida. Got Houston. Like there's schools there that I could that's re- currently reside in the Big Twelve that I could say the same thing about you. No, I think if we'd have
5: said if we'd have asked people in their heart of hearts, and this is no disrespect to University of Houston or UCF. Yeah, I feel you. If we'd have known what was gonna happen, we'd have waited. If we'd have known. Oh, if the Pac-12 would a just storage going unit? to freaking collapse, <laughs> yeah, we probably would have preferred to have so, Washington and Oregon in the Big 12 over UCF. And no disregard, but those are big state schools with massive alumni support. And Houston, as big as they are, and UCF, as big as they are and growing, are just not the same.
4: So you mean to tell me, instead of Cincy, BYU, Houston, UCF, you would have took Stanford, I'm just saying, Colorado, Arizona, Utah, I, I kinda, Utah Arizona. I kind of wish we'd have known. Yeah. If
5: I'd have read the tea leaves and waited, say, eight months, maybe things would have been very different. But you but, have to be proactive. But the demise was created by the very actions that they took. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten here but
4: for the Big 12 doing what they did. So, but see, this is the thing, though. This is why the Pac-12 should dissolve. When the Big 12, when you, UT and OU left, the Big 12 went into action. They went and found a guy that they could find that could market the conference and that could get somebody here. The Pac-12, UC, U, UC, U, USC and UCLA left, and they're like, oh, okay, well we'll, well, we'll see what happens. Big 12, like, okay, we got to go into action. We got to fix this. Let's go get a TV deal. Let's go get four new schools. Let's go steal some schools from the Pac-12. While the Pac-12 is just like, I don't know what to do? It was
5: your mark that told us he felt it was a tremendous benefit to get out and get the TV early first, yes. so they could make a firm commitment yes. to their teams and tell people there is no nebulous thing. This is the money we've got, and this is the money you're going to get. And because they had done that, the transition from Colorado
4: into the Big Twelve took about 36 hours. Now, Colorado's only sexy until Dion leaves. Now, if Dion ever takes another job, Dion goes against Florida State, then Colorado just sitting there like an eyesore in the Big 12. Well, like we, the only reason why Colorado is sexy is because if, well, we don't care about Colorado. Well, we care about Dion.
5: Yes, we've tried this before.
4: <laughs> yeah. This isn't the first time that they looked, left, right? We've attempted this and it so, they never felt welcome and we never really liked them. So, so. hopefully Florida State doesn't get any money and go hire Dion because then we're stuck looking at the Buffaloes. We, well, we hope
5: that there's, he's there long enough to build some semblance of a program. (laughs) No, I think he'll be there at least three to four years. But I do appreciate the fact that you brought up Florida State because while we're talking West Coast and the, the additions in there, Florida State two days ago, their president said currently with the ACC offer as it is, it would behoove us as a school to look elsewhere. So now, as you see, now five other schools are be- behooved to look elsewhere. Now, I don't think they, they carry quite the weight that Florida State is, but you could argue that as far as the program's stability and, and ability, they're equal to Florida State Whoa. currently in Oregon and in Washington.
4: Florida State and Clemson could essentially do to the ACC what USC, UCLA, and Colorado did to the Pac-12. If, Clemson, if Florida State really decides to leave – and Clemson's like, well, there's no reason for us to be here. The ACC's for sale. The ACC becomes another storage unit if those two schools decide to leave. The problem is where on earth would they go? Next door? To
5: where? The SEC? I, th- we act as if I want to give up a share of my money to let Florida State in the door. I got enough teams.
4: First of all, your I don't think y'all's vote really matters.
5: No, I'm not just saying a and i A&M. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about everybody going, why would I want to add Florida State to what is already preeminently the best football conference on, on its face? Now, that'll go back and forth. Right. Why would I want to add Florida State and diminish my dollar amount every year when the it's money, already good? The money's going to continue to go up, Rob. I don't think so. Not for the
4: foreseeable future. Ah, The I, deals are done. There's no more no, money no, to come. I, no, I, I, I agree with that, but you're still going to make more money. No, I won't make a dime more. I won't
5: make one dime more adding Florida State. In fact, I will make less. I know what the money is. The TV deals have told me. These are your home games. This is the cut. This is the dollar amount. It's not changing.
4: Uh, well, in the sense of the TV deals, yes, those deals are done for the foreseeable future. I get that. But you're still going to make more money in the long run How? adding those schools. Because the t- because on the next deal, the money goes well, up. And we'll talk in 10 years. I mean, this, yeah. this is, I, mean if, uh, I understand the because value the, thing about the school it is, brings, but you're going yeah, to have to... Yeah, they... they they're much better option than the bottom feeders in the SEC. Your Vanderbilts and your Kentuckys, Like I, I'd much rather have you. Florida State. I'm than sure. Those schools. Yeah, I'm sure
5: behind the scenes the arguments about Vandy over the years have lasted. Have because lasted, again, come if, and gone,
4: but it's going to come if the Pac-12 is done. Big 12 is not. So right now it's the Big Ten and the SEC, and it's going to be an arms race to have the biggest, baddest schools in those particular conferences. The one elephant
5: in the room is what does uh, does Notre Dame do because they could decide to save a conference they could decide it's, to I jump think into it's the an ACC easy decision
4: I don't think this is a big decision it's the big ten well that's the, I don't think that's up for debate if they if they decide that they need a home
5: well the, the thing the reason it would be up for debate is the relationship with the ACC is already established they are already doing conference things with them Notre Dame basketball has been part of the ACC conference if
4: they go if they take if they choose the ACC I will destroy them that's running. That's running from real competition. Like, okay, oh, you gotta play, you have, of course, you gotta play Clemson. Cause Florida State is on the downs right now. They're not very good. So if they were to choose the ACC, that is Notre Dame saying, we want no part of the Big Ten because you got Michigan over there. You got USC over there. You got Ohio State over there. You got some big dogs over there that you'd have to play. And you're probably not gonna, you're probably gonna end up looking at two, three losses a year. So if they were to choose the ACC, they're choosing to, hey, we'd rather be 11 and one than, Whatever that you know, nine and three, but or eight and four possibly, because the Big Ten is a right. So I would, not I, I would get. What do you mean? Well, I'm saying all you've got to
5: do now is get into the tournament from basketball. Basketball has showed us. The regular season is something. It matters. But what you do in the tournament is what lingers. And if they could get into what is going to become this tournament of eight teams, shoot, get me in a conference where I can go 11-1 and 1 every year and prepare to go and play in a
4: playoff tournament. We've seen what Notre Dame looks like in the playoffs. Yes. It ain't good. It ain't good. And then what's going to happen is the same thing that happens every year. They play this cupcake schedule, then they run up against an SEC team, and they get mauled. And if they were to go to the ACC, they're going to get in the tournament and then they're going to run up against a big dog and they're going to get mauled. Go to the Big 10 and play some competition. You're going to get in anyway. You know the Dame, the brand is going to carry you into the playoff, but you're going to be more prepared once you get to the playoff because you've played some big dogs. That's that's where I think Notre Dame should uh go pick choose Big 10 over ACC. The uh the transition's not done. No. I love where college football is headed. Well, there's some certain some naysayers. People are making money. They're, we're we're combining these conferences that don't matter. It's a, it's in a good place, and we got the expanded playoff. I like where college football is. I know everybody's like is gloomy. Oh, dumb. you're down with the playoff now? No, I mean I, I don't have a choice. <laughs> <I guess laughs> you know what I mean? It. No, no, I don't and have and a choice. I don't
5: think we have taken into the full consideration how important that's going to be. What's Why that, the expanded the playoff, playoff is really the That I was the pivot point. Once it we a, had the playoff of a guarantee, I don't have to be voted in top four. I can be in the eight, and eventually it's going to be bigger. I can, I can risk a couple of regular season losses. And once that occurred, it made it a whole lot easier for schools like Colorado to go, well, you know what, I, I might go, jump into some little bit thicker competition, but at the same time get myself in a better opportunity to win the whole thing. And basketball, I think, showed us how important that can be. And your, Brent, your mark, the uh, commissioner of the Big Twelve, I think, read those, read the signs a lot earlier than others. We're going to be joined in just a couple of minutes by Sam Williams, one of the uh, one of the breakout young guys from the Cowboys last year. Now the question is going to be: Can he stay healthy enough to continue the growth of what looks to be a very good defensive end linebacker type that has a lot to bring? He's going to come and join us. He's already dealing with a bit of a shoulder. He's from the SEC. He went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah, He's a – when I said an up-and-comer, you kind of turned your head. Would you agree with that? Well, I think we think he's got potential.
4: No, I think he's a – I think he's going to be a stud. Now, the problem is he's got some studs in front of him. Yes. But I think he's the real deal. And I thought it was a steal when they got him in the second round.
5: So Sam is just around the corner. We'll talk with him. We're summing up what has been an extraordinary week. Here on San Antonio Sports Star, and we ask you the question of the interviews you've heard. What was the most interesting? Was it Dak? Was it Micah? And how much he dislikes Rudy J? Was <laughs> it Mike McCarthy? Was it Jerry and his firm, firm discussion regarding Zach Martin? I put Dan Quinn in there. Dan Quinn was low key, energetic, exactly how we'd expect. Was Dan Quinn the
4: guy you thought? Gilmore was just like super nice. Like that was a that was. That was borderline cheating. Well, it, yeah, he gave, them, he gave them seventeen minutes. You know, that's unheard of
5: in sports. Period. It felt like he brought cookies, and they just kind of sat around and just kind of caught up. Yeah. What was your favorite interview? Let us know. We're going to try to add to that pile. As Sam Williams is imminent, we'll be. uh It'll be right after eight thirty, right?
4: Uh, eight between eight forty and eight fifty is what we've been told. What do you
5: hear in the background? What is that? Oh, that's the lawnmower fixing the. uh Getting the ready for a simulated game today. You know, the, uh, the annual what ifs are out for the conference play. Uh, in, you know, uh, if, 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 NFL? If, yeah, well, no, in, in college football. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. We stick with college okay. football. Okay. If, if this happens, this team's going to be good. If this doesn't happen, this oh, team's going to be The yeah, what yeah. ifs are now being listed out there. And I found, um, a couple of these listed that you know regarding Texas, regarding our and is of course, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and there's I more between, between the morning. two schools. Before we start talking about the two, how many what ifs? Which school has more what ifs to deal with? Because they're on different parts of the scale, but they both have a lot of questions answered. Some are a little bit closer to the others. Which, of, in your mind, has to deal with it? As far as, as who has more what
4: ifs or more ifs? If this happens. Are you talking about between Texas and Texas A&M? Yeah, between those. Th- i got to say, good Lord, I'm going to go a and i A&M. I'm going to go A&M, one, because Texas at least, the bottom line this year to me, and I'll get back to the answer, is the it's the year of the quarterback. Georgia, Bama, Tennessee, the Aggies, all don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Even Ohio State, CJ's no, A&M has up. their
5: quarterback. It's Connor Wegman. It is.
4: It, there's but, no question. I, I mean, that's a name. That don't mean he can play. So what I'm saying is he's not Quinn Ewers. He's not Quinn Ewers. He's not. So I, when I say what ifs, if, you, if one team already has a quarterback that's set in stone that already balled out against Bama, I'm going to give the more what ifs to the Aggies just off of that alone. And then also – oh, Is that ha- Ewers
5: is comfortable with Arch walking nope. around?
4: <laughs> what I'm saying is he's already been named a starter. He's already been in the fire. He already played. He, he played a great game against Alabama. So, what I'm saying is, how many people did y'all have transfers? 79, 80, 107? I can't remember. It was a lot. Okay. Uh, right. I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing. agreeing. I know you're yeah. trying to pick a fight. But, no, 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 uh, no, no, I'm no, 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 no. I swear to God. I'm not yeah. trying to pick oh, a fight. No, you you told many, me. 79, 80. No, you told me the answer. You told me, hey, who has more? No, no, this. I'm with you. But, uh, uh, so, I would say it's the Aggies off of the fact you had a bunch of transfers. And then, is this freshman class from last year that started a lot of games and was injured a lot? Have they turned the corner and developed, and have they been coached up?
5: You haven't asked, really, the biggest. The biggest if is Bobby Petrino. That's the big if.
4: Well, Bobby Petrino, w- w- what's the question there?
5: If Bobby Petrino can put together an offense, this a and oh. team will absolutely surprise. If, if Bobby Petrino can put together an offense that doesn't, cause some kind of civil war inside of the coaching offices between he and Jimbo. Yeah, I think well, that there is a massive potential for growth. I think there are more there are more big ifs with A&M, no question about it.
4: Oh, so we agreed. Yeah, no, I'm not fighting No, I'm, not fighting, fighting you. Fight. No, I'm okay. not fighting
5: you. I don't think that this is – I think Texas is in a – this is a transition year for Texas. Just don't screw this thing up. Yeah, I mean, no matter what happens,
4: you're someplace else next year. I keep saying, and I'm going to keep saying, uh, Texas, this is a training camp year. My strength and conditioning coach is going to work his ass off. What I mean is I got, you got to beef up my trenches. You need to beef up my offensive line. You need to beef up my defensive line because who cares what happens to them in the Big 12 this year? When you make that transition to the SEC, are you going to be ready? You're going to be playing Georgia the first year you get there. You know what I mean? Like you get there and here you go. Here's Georgia, you know? (laughs) So you, this year is training camp. Everything you do should be geared toward the SEC. Meaning the style of play, um, your substitutions. Because, you know, the reason why Bama and Georgia dominate is because they send three, four different waves at you. So, you, training camp. If you win the Big 12, that's gravy. It's gravy. So, but I still say more what ifs on the side of. So far A&M. and away. And. The the idea of even
5: as good as they could possibly be, right. the, the success isn't as as could, will not be as grand as what Texas expects. I do think that they are easily the odds on favor to win the Big Twelve and shouldn't really have much Texas, trouble. You know
4: how it is before you uh, go on vacation. You kind of mailing it in. Well, if viewers mails it in. Sark can say all this like, yeah, we want to go in with momentum, but if even if you do win the Big Twelve, that ain't no momentum going into the SEC. Oh, it's
5: huge! What are you
4: talking about? No, that's, what I mean by that is, I want the Big Twelve in a decade. No, no, no. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that doesn't mean that that's gonna that That'll that translate. success is gonna translate. Oh, they'll tell you it will to LSU. Well, and Georgia and Bama I don't mean that I don't mean anything
5: a guy that knows the SEC front to back is Sam Williams played his football at Ole Miss now he's the Dallas Absolutely. Cowboy defensive end can he stay on the field can the upward trajectory continue <laughs> he's dealing with a difficult shoulder right now remember he had a car wreck back in uh remember I he got he that. pulled out of sure there did. he was up in Frisco and got hit that was a scary day we're going to talk with Good him point. about that his shoulder and everything else just around the corner cuz you know that's what we do this is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star.
0: R and R in the morning on ninety-four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning
5: to you. It's R and R the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Dallas Cowboys training camp coverage is winding down, but this is not to cross reference uh uh, sports, but this is just the first inning. We're <laughs> your Dallas Cowboy training camp. They still camp got Frisco, right? down, But the training camp is is going to continue for a week, so we'll cover that front to back. But you're we're your home for the Dallas Cowboys Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, whatever night. We got them. Uh, you got your coaches. We got your owners. We got your general managers. We got it all. If you're a Cowboy fan, in fact, Rudy and I were standing out on the field yesterday. And this dude turned to us and said, hey, R&R in the morning, do you think you can get my shirt on the socials? I you know i got to post that today. And Rudy turned him and said, hey, man, from San Antonio. He goes, no, man, I'm from California. I'm from here, but I'm such a Cowboy fan. And I Googled home of the Dallas Cowboys, and you guys came up, and I'm huge fans. That's what we do. We bring Cowboy fans what they want, and we'll have Sam
4: Williams. And the universe brought us together because I've never in three years, seriously, like it's crazy how the universe works, in three years covering training camp, I've never gone over to that side and stood in the stands. That, didn't, and then, that wasn't there. Yeah, and then next thing you know, I'm, I am see a little open spot, don't know the guy from Adam, I, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to give some recording right here. And next thing you know, he's like, damn. R&R. He's like, Rudy J, Rob? And I was like, oh, you're from San Antonio, <laughs> naturally. bro. No, right? I'm from here. I was like, he's like, no. I was like, Dallas? No. California? He was like, I'm everything Cowboys, and y'all popped up. So we must be doing. We must be covering the Cowboys right. We well, popping up when people Google well, one of the <laughs> Google that- Cowboys, and we pop up
5: to be a Cowboy fan outside of texas is not the easiest thing there's a lot of them but it ain't the easiest thing and cowboy, a cowboy fan around here cowboy fan around here has to be rough and tough because they're dealing with raider fan and 49er fan they ain't no rams fans i
4: think raider fan is fake fake tough well they're still there man and it just they, they, they like, see they put on all this paint and stuff but that don't mean you can fight
5: and granted and granted that if you're coming to training camp you're a pretty rabid fan yeah but the rabid fandom of these cowboy fans, rough and tough, man. They they are ride or die cowboy fan when they come out here. You can just tell. And they yeah, show they, up. Like regularly. they be
4: in line. Okay, yeah. so we're Rob and I have been leaving at eight here in Cali time. The practice doesn't start till eleven. They're in line to get in three hours early. That's that's crazy to me. They get here before yeah, that's these. a little bit that's a little bit different. The national anthem even goes
5: off. So last oh my night, God. last night for the uh, Hall of Fame induction, poor Demarcus. Uh, I don't know whether I should say poor or not, because the dude he wasn't ordered to do it. So, <laughs> I mean, they didn't say <laughs> you, you can go in, but you're going to have to sing for it. Uh, he, Demarcus, uh, where uh, sang the national anthem? in for it? was it at the Hall of Fame game? Right? Yes, okay. at the Hall of Fame game. Um, we all know Demarcus. The guy's heart is as big as his talent. He is a genuinely good guy. Just he is. He's a nice guy. So I wonder if he was pressured or he offered or
4: No, whatever. when you get a gold jacket, you start saying I could do whatever the hell I want to do.
5: I would. Well, but I, I would have been around that's not his way, so I wonder why he decided to do it. Maybe it was like I just accomplished goals and my goal will be to do this. Well, his goal was to sing the national anthem and he did and it went like this
2: and the rock is regular yes. the bombs bursting
5: <laughs> this is <laughs> now granted this is a hard being able to take it home swear of <laughs> offering you his rendition
4: um of the national anthem that uh <laughs> that's unfortunate uh, yeah uh, James Cameron on YouTube says, "Stop laughing, Rudy. The man is trying." Yes, Look, he is. And no, a part of being, but a part of you know, becoming a man and understanding is knowing your limitations. And it's clear, it is clear that Demarcus has some cleaning up to do in his circle, because if you're really in his circle, you don't let him do that.
5: Now there is the 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 security, the safety of knowing that no matter <laughs> how bad you are, you'll never be the worst. No. And there's been some bad ones. Now, the Carl Lewis one, of course, will live in infamy forever. Yeah. Uh, the Roseanne Barr has had, a, had, a, had an incident. And we've all – I saw Robert Earl Keane one time give a national anthem. Roseanne
4: – oh, did you say Roseanne? Roseanne's yeah, Roseanne well Roseanne Well, hers was – she did that on purpose. Yeah, well, yeah. That was at a Cubs game, wasn't it? Uh, it was. That was a Cubs. Oh, no, it was a Dodgers game, actually. Oh, okay. Was uh, it Hall of Fame rookie hazing, James Pleasure asked on YouTube? Is that a new thing? Like you, like one of the members has to sing the national anthem? <laughs> the One of the guys being inducted. Yeah,
5: and they tell the members, say, hey, <laughs> tell where he's okay. going to sing the anthem. So
4: next year somebody, if, if a player sings it, then we know it's Hall of Fame rookie hazing.
5: So the thing about that is this is a ratings thing, and I, I don't think it's going that direction. Okay. At, at some point we're going to find out why he sang it. And I can't imagine deciding I would do that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. April and Sarah here, we all know who April is around San Antonio. You know, she sang the national anthem at a missions game, practiced for weeks, and went out and did
4: it. I, I didn't know that. No, I don't know how it went. Oh, okay, me neither. Rob said he's about to bring it home for you right here. <laughs> Laughing my butt off. Lenora O'Rourke chimes in. A lot, of, a lot of people chiming in on YouTube because of DeMarcus Ware. Did, did, Edwin, Edwin, did you get Carl? Okay, There it's cool. are
5: few moments that are as painful as a uh, yeah a solo singer
4: i would have gone wrong i would made it, i would he should have to wait a year to get in the hall after that and the the thing that made it worse rob is he tried to really like hit some notes <laughs> that's what made it like when you just sing all key like we do karaoke when i go home for thanksgiving and you know we're just out there having fun but when you really try to sing it makes it sound even worse than it really is and that was in front of what 60 70,000 people yeah, and
5: they were clapping. Well, not just that, the millions around the world. Well,
4: shout out to them for at least encouraging the brother.
5: Well, should we give? A, should they have encouraged him?
4: Well, Rob, we ask people to be good humans.
5: Well, see, I grew up
4: in a in a church where if
5: if you wanted to sing, you were allowed to sing. And there are some churches that if you wanted to sing and you couldn't sing, you were oh allowed. no, no. So I have witnessed a lot of bad singing. All the life. choirs that I've been around, you got got to make the team. No, our church was a little bit more welcoming. Oh, okay. So I grew up with the, the painful Oh Fergie was awful too Oh, oh Fergie was awful yeah. So I've, I've grown up with the painful But nothing is as bad as this
2: Oh Oh say can you see And the Rockets
9: Uh Ca- oh Uh-oh.
5: I'm
9: gonna make up for it
7: now. For the land of the free. <laughs> people are laughing. Were
4: people laughing? Yeah. Was that laughing? Yes. Yo. <laughs> but how do you stop singing the national Anthem to say, uh oh, I'm gonna make up for it right here? Only. You see, and that's the thing, dude. Like, you're Carl Lewis. Well, see, that's the thing. You're the, the fastest thing. man so in the world. I, Why isn't that enough?
5: This has been so long ago. I tried to impress upon my sons how funny this was. And obviously, on its face, it's funny. But you have to remember the time when Carl Lewis was a name big enough to go sing, the to go song. do it if
4: he if and, he so chose. And Carl yeah.
5: at that at that moment was considered the greatest athlete in the world. That That's. he was 100, 200, long jump, Olympic after Olympic. The Dallas Cowboys had drafted him. He was selling product. He was he was everywhere. He was our right. American athlete. Wheaties, all of that did all of it, and and was a, a a worthy guy. Deserved all of that until he stepped up to sing. <laughs> he had the arrogance you know, to think, well, I'll just do this too,
4: and. And this isn't even a shameless plug. This is legit, like, why this became, infam- like, an in infamy for me with Jim Rome. Rome used to play that all the time. Like, and I'd just be sitting at work. This is when I was working for Nationwide, and I have my little headphones in, and I'd be sitting at my desk it's cracking up laughing at Rome. And everybody's like, what the hell are you laughing at? I'm like, Rome will not stop playing this damn carl lewis soundbite so it's crazy how this come full circle that we're playing it today and jim rose coming to 94-1 san antonio sports star here when does he start the eighth he's uh, just around the corner well, well the four, 14th I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry 14th we're a week, we're a week Yeah, but away. we're a week away so that's crazy yeah uh-oh shout out to carl lewis though he can he, he still beat us in a race though the the
5: bless your heart moment for demarcus
4: it happens shouldn't dampen Well, it won't dampen. What uh, was uh, Mario Martinez said? Did they not vet him first? Look, there's some people just like Rob just said with Carl Lewis. They didn't. They're not going to make you try out if you're DeMarcus Ware. They're not going to make you try out if you're Carl Lewis. You are the tryout. You know what I mean? So sometimes you say, "Hey, can I see your ID?" You say, "I am the ID." What is the
5: most difficult thing you've ever done in front of a crowd because if you ask me what's the one thing you would be most afraid to do in your life they would uh, to me it would be you know what go sing the national anthem in front of a the crowd. thing
4: that the thing for me being a guy that's a uh, sunday hacker the group behind you pulls up to the tee box and you don't know them oh dude i don't know what it is about that like especially like I, i'm not good at it I'm not good at golf to start with. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, four strangers pull up and you know, cause I do the same. I'm sitting there with my arms folded, like, all right, let me see what this dude got. Mm-hmm. And I, and see I always, making- yeah, I always hit it like six yards to the right, dude, like a little dribbler into the weeds. And then you just kind of just walk off like, Oh, hey, yeah, I've got time. Oh, well, drop in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause and, and, now you are looking like, Oh my God, we're going to be here all day. And we just so, tell them, Hey, I'm going to drop down there somewhere. Let me
5: describe <laughs> to you my actions. So normally what occurs when this happens yeah. is it's normally at number one. Yeah. And, you know, there's a line waiting. And number one's normally, like, off a cliff. So you have this wide open expanse and everybody's trying to kill. Should hit the fairway. And normally, the, these guys pull up behind you, and they, you can just look at them and know they're leathery, and they spend a lot of time on the course. And I'm normally, like, the third dude off, because I don't want to be the first one off. Even amongst my friends, I don't want them to right. So this is one off. So you see your first friend go off, and he, he flubs it. And the dudes that are walking behind are making fun of him. And you know... They don't make fun of you. Uh, You can just
4: hear them. No, they're actually pretty
5: cool about it. But What's even worse is if they give you pointers. Like, dude, you're a, no, don't do that. No, they don't
4: give you pointers. They say, hey, man, it's going to be all of us. Don't worry about it. But what they're thinking is we're going to be out here all day. Or you see your boy
5: swing and you hear the guys behind you go, It's like, oh, no, man. man, He's better. Now, I can't say that's ever happened. Oh, no. I've never had anybody
4: laugh at me. It's a gentleman's sport. Not overt.
5: But it's that, that look of disgust when they know I'm behind this guy.
4: Yeah, I'm going to be out here day. for six hours. This guy's going to be in the woods. He's going to be looking for a ball. He no, I'm be. big on pace of play. So I will I will drop and pick up and keep the party moving. But I understand my limitations on a golf course. I know I'm bad. Yeah, you I've are. Never been lied I, we to. all
5: are, Rob. Right? I've never been lied to and told I was good. We're all I, bad. I have no illusions. So it would never be as bad as being given a mic and going, all right, Rob. I'm not doing go that. Go sing the national anthem oh, in front of a crowd bro. of people that are willing to laugh at you if given the opportunity.
4: Yeah. Well, just don't do it. Don't embarrass
5: us in front of Sam Williams. We are awaiting Sam Williams, the, uh, defensive end for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. Breakout early season last year. Um, dealing with a shoulder injury early in camp, but, uh, staying busy and expected to be a, play a big role, you know, as the, uh, in the depth part of this defensive end linebacker situation that, uh, Dan Quinn has got, got captain in good shape.
4: Got some dogs in front of him. Got some dogs in front of him. It's going to be a fight to get him some, get him some playing time and to get those goals, those lofty goals that Michael Parsons had told us about that he had. Like they told Micah Parsons he wanted to get 10 sacks. Micah said, well, go get it. But you know who you're going to have to get off the field to go get it. It may be D-Law's time. It may be my time. But if you want 10 sacks, you're really going to have to go out there and go get it.
5: And when it comes to, to Sam Williams, he's in that group of the next, the youngsters, the ones that have been drafted recently that ha- are, are filling in Uh, the gaps that, you know, Leighton Vanders has been here for a bit at linebacker and we know what Micah is becoming and the defensive line that it's just adding some depth and what, you know, the expectations for him are just fill the role and be that. But as you brought up, there's so much depth here that it's going to be difficult for him to find his way. But even despite that. Had a good rookie year. And I
4: thought it was, it was a solid. I thought it was
5: a great rookie and year. We we had a chance to bring Dan Quinn on earlier in the week, and we asked him about. You've got this core group of studs. I mean, you've got Stephen. We've uh, got Stephon Gilmore. You have got Trayvon Diggs. You know what you've got there. And Leighton Vanderis, It's a very known quantity. And you know right. Marcus DeMarcus, and you know what you've got in Micah. But you've got the young guys too. You've got Mozzie here, and you've got a couple of other breakout a bland at cornerback that had a hell of an early season. How do you coach the studs and keep your young guys caught up and he talked about how you coach everybody and you follow that kind of thing and that's been a focus of his is getting the young guys the young guys up to speed because you know before that everybody needed to be brought up to speed now those young guys have become veterans like micah who's running the thing so uh i think sam's in a great situation in that he's protected by very good players in front of him he's in a tough situation. Because he's got very good players in front yeah. of him. And I think Bland is in the same boat. He and Williams really look to be in the same situation on the same kind of defense. Good guys in front of him and fully capable oh, to fill you know what, and play. Nah, that,
4: you know what? When speaking of the recap, I, you just brought it up. I forgot about, uh, Duran Bland. That was a good interview as well. Well, when we got, I Sam, enjoyed talking to, uh, Duran.
5: When, when, uh, Joe Trand, our Dallas Cowboy right. guy, when he brought up Sam, I felt that there, there very much is that, kind of it it does feel like bland these two guys showed that they are fully capable playing behind guys that are in limited snaps, all Sam all four
4: sacks yeah in limited mm-hmm. snap Deron bland had five picks led the team in picks but yeah i forgot how pleasant that visit was this is actually overall um top to bottom a really really great week for uh the san antonio sports star out here at dallas cowboys kevin oxnard you have if you ever went up to uh, frisco and covered that portion of camp uh, I've
5: covered the Cowboys at camp um only one time. But really, there's never been an availability. Now that the Stars have been a little bit busy and they've got a little bit more room. Oh, I uh, they've got just a few more saying. things. But to be honest with you, when we get back, they're going back to 105 just like we are. I <laughs> <laughs> you like I'm uh, good. Uh, on that. I, I ain't going to stand on that field. I'm not driving
4: five hours to go watch. You know, no, I'll go see it with
5: the roof closed there at, at Jerry World in early September. I've gotten. But they're
4: in need. the bubble. They're in the bubble. They got them a little bu- a Frisco bubble. But uh, what I saw
5: a couple of years back, uh-huh. they put together a big party. and It was all outside. Oh, it was. No. Uh, it was in one oh, of those no. outside.
4: Not 105. I'm good on that because they probably in. All, you know they they filled that place. Speaking of, is this the heat that we played in as kids? No right, we played in mid '90s. We didn't play in 105s. Global warming, Rob. There's no it wasn't such thing as hot then. Down the hall in San Antonio, they will let you know that there's no such thing as global warming.
5: They uh, well, am I lying? No, that, I think they'll agree that this, the, the ocean, the world is warming. They just won't figure out who who's to blame and whether it could have been caused by us. Oh, okay. We'll give it that. Last night we uh, hit one of our favorite places the rudder room we hit the rudder room we didn't hit it too long no 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 we did not it, uh, we jokingly call it the uh worst bar in the world and uh it is they've kind of cleaned it up the 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 urine smells only faint but we rolled into uh, a couple of uh our friends of the, the riders up here in Dallas we ran into one it. as a has a hall of fame boat uh yeah um and we ran into uh uh Calvin Watkins mm-hmm. who is the brand new president of the Pro Football Writers Association and with that uh, achievement is now a, a Hall of Fame writer so that i i i you you and i can name three friends that have hall of fame votes okay uh
4: McLean, john McLean. calvin watkins, watkins. and shareen williams sharin does Shereen does have a vote that's right that's right that's right okay Okay. Now I don't know what that means to us. It means that we know three people that have <laughs> Hall of I mean, Fame. So <laughs> if anybody ever asks you, Rudy. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the, those are the type of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, my buddy, he has a Hall of Fame yeah, So, you know,
5: if you yeah. need anything, just give me a call. I can be your go-between. I can be your, your help there.
4: Also, uh, um, another up, uh, programming update, Rob. Did get confirmation. not sure what time yet, but we will be having the Coach Trailer again this year on yeah,
5: Mondays. It looks like uh, we'll have uh, Coach Trailer back this year uh, for uh, – our normal time Tuesdays seven thirty Monday, is it going to be Monday
4: this year? It's always Monday. Was it Monday? I thought Mondays were for for film. I was, I was like, what? <laughs> you see, when you say stuff serious like that, you throw me off. No, it was Mondays, which was perfect because and they're going into the AAC. I can't wait to see what uh, what goes down with Frank Harris in his twelfth season. In the
5: uh, next hour, we're going to bring back a couple of the better interviews of the week. And, of course, we're going to crown it with the interview with, with Jerry and with uh, Mike McCarthy. And I think it's rather symbolic of our commitment to the Dallas Cowboys that we're going to close it out with those guys. This is my uh, ninth. You train. sure it's yeah. nine, Ninth or tenth. Damn, been you a few. old. You old. There's been a few that have been peppered in. You old. And, you know, you, you can't help but to be enthused about your team when you go to something like this i mean everything is fresh and new are you drinking the kool-aid um no i'm not in fact over the years i've become more and more cynical now i'm the first guy to watch hard knocks and draft a guy in my fantasy team because of what i saw in hard knocks which i know is false so and i've been misled by the the falsities of uh you know player you know team on team play where you didn't realize that 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 guy wasn't that good, and we thought he was yeah. that good because he was playing against that other guy that we thought was good. So I kind of put those to bed. But one of the things I can tell you that I've seen, this this not since mid-Tony Romo mm-hmm. was a team completely and totally behind their quarterback. From the receivers that were brought in to help him, from the offense that has been manufactured over eight years to – Match exactly where he is to the mobility of the team. Everything has been put together for a guy that is uh, seemingly uh, ready to go out and perform, and we've seen what he has to offer uh, right now. But that's just part of the program.
4: You became more of a Dak fan after the interview with the Blitz I, yesterday. I
5: did. I, Are you I, serious? I can, I can tell you that, uh, and it's been more. It's been in the in the coming, but I can tell you that after listening to the way that he. Uh, addresses things and the way he addresses just the little things amongst his teammates. Everything you hear from the vets that just arrived, like Gilmore, and from those that got here with him, mm-hmm. it, it's all true. It all makes sense. It does. It appears that... Uh, is Sam just around the
4: corner? Probably about to I mean, if he's next door and the car, is probably about 10 minutes away.
5: Okay, so with that in mind, uh, what we'll do then, as I want to get the break in...
4: Yo, go ahead.
5: No, so, it looks like... Yeah. So what we'll do is we're going to get our break, break in. Yeah. Let's get Sam a, a chance to get himself settled. Sam Williams, defensive end for your Dallas Cowboys, will be here just on the other side of the break. Hold on tight. This is R&R in the Morning, and you're on one, San Antonio Sports Star.
7: It's
1: 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wait,
0: Thompson. You don't believe the other way in
2: transition
0: to the Cowboys! Oh. I want some nasty! Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this Cowboys?
7: Begin yeah. each day as if it were on purpose.
6: I wake up in the morning, I piss
0: excellent. R and R in the morning on 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star.
2: Good-
5: Good morning, good morning. It's R&R here on The Star. He's Rudy Day. I'm Rob Thompson. We got a co-host today sitting beside me, Sam Williams, defensive end for your Dallas Cowboys, the pride of High and Montgomery, <laughs> joining us this morning. Hey, thanks for setting your alarm and getting up with us. Yes, sir. Anytime. It's oh. cold out here this morning. It's freezing.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're not used to it. If we left Texas. It was a 105, so I know you know.
5: Man. So, Sam, here we sit a couple years in. You feel like a veteran yet?
7: No, no? this is my second year, yeah. so I think I got to play what? 3 or 4 games to be considered a vet after uh, last year. So, I really? feel like the third or fourth game then I'm considered a vet. What what about yourself?
5: What is the difference between this time last year and this year? Do you is it just easier or is the injury kind of kind of bothering you? I want
7: I want to say uh it's easier. I'll just say I'm learning how to be a pro. Mm-hmm. So like last year I came in as a rookie uh basically just to ask questions and like learning from different like different experiences i have so like, this year it's, it's all about me just like becoming a better person a better football player and a better teammate really because football is going to be football no matter what right. since Pee Wee, so i just need to be like now i'm just focused on being a pro sam williams joining us
5: here on san antonio sports star as uh a- uh, complete a first week and a half of practice, a couple days in pads. You've been dealing with a bit of a shoulder. Today is a – not a dead day. It's just a bit of a lighter day as there's going to be a mock game, going to be some treatment done. you got a day off coming on Sunday, full pads again on on uh, uh, tomorrow. Is it is it starting to feel like the car wash, groundhog day, or is it still kind of new?
7: Well, it's – I mean, we only have, what, three days in pads, so it's, it's, right. it's fairly new. Um, I don't know. It's just – I like men in pads. I like practicing.
4: I see so, y'all all, every, y'all all say that and that's why I'm like, man, like you're the like the third guy we talk to that everybody says I like pads, but I know the players association kind of's like, "Hey, you know what? Not no you can't spend that much time in pads, but y'all prefer it."
7: Uh, I want I want say prefer. it. Oh, okay. I'll just be like <laughs> if we got pads, let's do it like yeah. I mean, we're playing football, so Whatever, like whatever the the day holds, like I'm I'm happy to do it because like what else would I be doing if I wasn't playing football? Talk
4: yeah. about playing for Dan Quinn. What's it like playing for DQ? And what have you learned from him?
7: I feel like playing for him, it just make it brings out the best of you because he don't he don't settle for less. He if he knows your potential, he's gonna demand that every time. So like I'm very blessed to have him as a coach. So, um, like he just like gets whatever he can out of me every day and doing thats gonna it's gonna keep stacking up so
4: who do you go to when you whose brain do you pick the most you would say or do you kind of spread it out and get get a little bit from here get a little bit from there or do you have a guy that you pretty much go to that's taking you under his wing
7: um it depends like on like say for run stuff i'll go to d-law most of the time because d-law okay in a run micah for um like pass rushing like uh counter stuff and then like tyron tyron the O-lineman. I ask him for like keys and and stuff, so it's really. I like everybody. That. I like no,
4: I like that, especially the tyrant part, because it's like okay, so if his feet are like this, or if his hands are like this, or yeah. his first step is like this, you kind of know how to counter,
7: counter or or tackle or like what's coming.
5: Interesting, Interesting dynamic, yeah. To hear that you, you're crossing That's the line and it makes perfect sense. Uh, Sam Williams sitting in with us here on San Antonio Sports Star as we, uh, you know, come to the end of a week. But you guys, it doesn't matter the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you even know what day it is? It happens on Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. You know, it's Friday yeah. You're like, I think. <laughs> because yeah, it's Friday. A- as you wake up, you get this routine. Tell us
7: about the kitchen. Is the food any good? What? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it got to be? be. I don't know. <laughs> well, for me, I'm a picky eater. So, like, maybe it's not good to me, but I see guys eating. I mean, Uber Eats just wants to <laughs> me how how much I've been using them. But, so, uh, do you have a problem keeping weight on? Oh, or no? Or it's the other way
5: around.
4: No, look at can, this guy's arms and his can, boy, yeah, look saying, at his wrists,
7: like and his this, hands. Last week, um, I was out in practice for three days. I gained like six pounds, so it's like it's not hard for me to lose or gain mm-hmm. weight. It's just like whatever I feel comfortable. Well, uh, as you get older, it gets a lot easier. To
4: game, <laughs> trust me. So take us back to draft day and the Cowboys card your name, because a lot of times when guys get drafted by the Cowboys or traded to the Cowboys, first thing you hear them say is, "I grew up a Cowboy fan." It's kind of surreal. Take us back to draft day when you found out you're gonna be on the team, the most valuable team in all the pro sports.
7: See, I really didn't know much about the Cowboys. I didn't grow up watching football, so wait, 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 wait.
4: Okay, I, well, we gonna get back to it. So, what did you, what did you watch? Did you play a different sport, or you just yeah, didn't I watch played it?
7: basketball? Okay, I, I started playing football in 12th grade, so like I really wasn't just wait all about football. But wait, Sam, huh? you didn't so
4: start did
5: you- playing football till you were a senior in high school. Mm-hmm.
4: And you're in the pros?
7: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you different. <laughs> now, before Ole Miss, you stopped yeah. off at a J.C., right? Yeah, junior college. Because, like I said, I played one year, so I didn't have yeah. any offers. Right. But I had, see, like, I was this big dude, like my coaches said, right. go get the ball. So, like, I was good at that. Like, <laughs> I didn't – I played nose guard tackle – I mean, in college, I mean, high school. Like, mm-hmm. and I was faster than everybody on line, so he'll just say go through them or go around right. them and go get the ball. And I did that, and then – Juco, they seen potential at me. So, I went to Northeast Community Mm -hmm. College, and I played linebacker the first year, had a good year, and my coach was like, I feel like we're wasting your talents. Get on the line and go get the ball. Then I had, like, 17 sacks, and then every SEC school. So, like, Ole Miss, at Ole Miss, they really kind of did the same thing, like, just go get the ball, but, like... More technique. Yeah, when I got to the Cowboys, that's when, like, I had to, like, stop, think learn technique, mm. like, and, like, learn how to fit into a system, really.
4: But were you excited that you were – I mean, first of all, excited. Oh, you – I'm sure you wouldn't care where you went, but what was it like being drafted by the – I mean, you see all this. Like, it's a little bit different. Right. You know, if, you know than the rest around the, the league. But so what was it like getting drafted by the, the Dallas Cowboys?
7: Because I, I met Jerry uh, – Mr. Jones. Uh, so, I mean, he was just telling me, like, he'll love to have me. But, like, another, other teams told me, like – the Green Bay Packers and all that. But, like, Texas, I was like, dang. I ain't never been to Texas till I had my official visit with the Cowboys. Like, never been to Texas. Wow. And I, like they say everything bigger in Texas. Then when I <laughs> – I, that night I went around, went downtown. I was like, man, I got to come to Texas. Yeah. And everybody, everybody thought I was. And I was like, oh, it don't even matter to me. But then when he called me, actually – he, he called me, like, three times. He called me, like, three times, but mm-hmm. I didn't have service. So, uh, wow. the, coach, the coach, he said, pick up your phone. I said, I didn't get a call. And then, coach, oh my so, God. my coach called me. Uh-huh. And then he handed the phone to Jerry Jones, and he told me, like, I was selected. So, it was a pretty cool Wait. experience.
4: Wait, <laughs> So they tried to call you to tell you they drafted you didn't have a service?
7: No, I didn't have any service. Wow. I was this... in Mississippi in the woods. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is still the most
5: nonchalant draft store I've ever heard. Like, you know, he called me a couple That's times what you and know you. pick it up, and here we come. And it, and then you have the breakout year. You have the year that uh, everybody
7: hoped you would. Did you expect to have the year you had? I wish I had more, but... I feel like patience and time will tell, you know? Right. Because, I, I, I mean, I know my potential. Like I said, like right now I'm just working on being a better me and being a pro. And Once I get that down pat, I'm being the same conversation. Micah, uh, Miles Garrick, and all the great speed. So I heard that. I know Speaking I am. Speaking into existence. Now, it's gonna now happen.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but I know Micah kind of let the cat at the bag that you told him he wanted to get double digit sacks this mm-hmm. year. What did he tell you when you told him that?
7: He's I could do it. Like, so that's why I put in extra work. Like, everybody be in their room. I'm in there watching film. I'm in there learning new techniques and stuff. So it's just, I gotta go get it this year, you know? It's not gonna be given. Hey, Sam, uh, great first
5: year, but to those who great have great kind of potential, great things are expected. Uh, good mm-hmm. luck to you, man. We bid you good health. Work hard, baby. We yes, look sir. forward to seeing you on Sundays. Absolutely, appreciate Sam. It. Appreciate
4: you, Sam. We. Yeah, that
5: defensive end out of old Miss, Dallas Cowboy oh, on did the I just take I think, yeah, off? yeah. You're, yeah good, you're good, man. man appreciate you are now you. released to go back and do <laughs> the field job. Thank you so much for stopping by,
4: appreciate Sam. Well, well, appreciate you, Sam. Have it's good a, luck this season. You know,
5: I, when I was a young man, I dreamed to being built like that.
4: <laughs> he's a unit.
5: That that he's the, a unit. unit. is the proper term. Yeah, for the way and the wrist, bear claw mitts. Wrist.
4: He said. I didn't play football until I, I, I was a senior. And then he went to Juco and got 17 so, sacks. <laughs> That's what you know like there's sometimes God just says, This is what you're gonna be.
5: Now I would you know the thing about that story is if he was growing up in say in New Hampshire, I would get it. He's in Montgomery, Alabama. You're going to tell oh. me all of these coaches never noticed that and said, "Hey, why well, don't he you was remember? hooping." Well, he said that, but I know how coaches cross pollinate and come and stand in the gym and go, "Hey, uh, you ever think about playing defensive end?" <laughs> you get tired of, th- of those
4: seven. Well, no, practices they had him and- at nose tackle first. Yeah, so- <laughs> like, hey-
5: Maybe that's exactly yeah, why no some guys are completely blessed with great opportunity hey we've got a lot to kind of sum up as we're winding down um in about fifteen minutes we're going to hear from the both the owner and uh, the head coach of uh, your Dallas Cowboys yeah, as we reflect on uh, yeah. Dallas Cowboys camp, camp 2023 and San Antonio Sports Stars' role in that. So we're going to sum it all up. But before we do that, I want to thank all of the great people that helped us get here. Uh, a. Best Bail Bonds who has been a part of this uh, training camp coverage since I started here at San Antonio Sports Star. And it seems like Southern Recipe Small Beds Pork Rinds has, too. And next year we're going to just ship up several cases of those. And Texas Cheer Liquor and all the good folks out there there not only have you helped us get here but you helped our knights uh get a little bit all right rudy i got some questions for you i'm listening. As, as we have witnessed this football team and we watched sam come and go and my he's gosh the, I, six four the 260 thing is you can't out of
4: granite. there's there's some people that you have to see in person because like if i say you well, he's six four two sixty you kind of just kind of blow see, it off the thing
5: is i too have been six
4: four and two sixty
5: i didn't look like that
4: no. My 260
5: was distributed no. in an entirely different way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with that in mind, biggest dude, the dude that you walked by and went, holy crap,
4: no, like Tyron, Tyron Smith. Tyron will always be. To me it's Tyron, but I, when I saw Willet, Matt Walesko yesterday, I was like, and I know RJ was telling me like his nickname coming out of college was like the Mountain or something. He's as wide I don't know how he fits in any door. If he ever gets the technique down and un- starts to understand the game and the game ever slows down, he's going to be a problem. But, you know, I know he's had his struggles. But yeah, some of the biggest, Shaq comes to mind. Um, Bobon, of course, I throw well, Bobon I'm in there. But just like, as far as here. like just regular dude I'm like just like, we're here on
5: this field. Oh, Tyron. So, Tyron
4: is uh, still. Tyron, man, because the thing about Tyron is there's no, his, there's no gut. And, like, that's not no gut. That's like, uh, he's a muscle-bound refrigerator he's a big-ass samsung refrigerator but lean and big his arms you'll, you'll
5: just never get over okay who's the who's the guy that you saw and brandon cooks i didn't get a chance to see him enough to put him in this contest but fastitude you saw moving like you, you looked down and went wow that looked different deuce vaughn deuce vaughn yeah
4: it was deuce vaughn for me no, I I, I I watched a lot of practice, spent four, hour, four or five, doing two, three hours a day out there, watched a lot. It seemed like Deuce, it just, it seemed like his feet aren't even touching the ground.
5: When I think back at the different training camps, when you know, camps tend to run together. Right. So you have these certain moments that that's what this camp will be remembered for. And I tell you, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna leave remembering two things about this. What's that? That I was unabashedly awashed and a part of this Dak lore. I am now. I understand it. I get oh my it. god! I'm not saying I'm all in, but I. get
4: Oh it. my god! You see, in it. your in your promo, you told, "Hey, Minix, make sure you wipe that lipstick off of Dak's cheek." But now you're, here you put lipstick it. on the other I side. I sat in front
5: of him for 15 <laughs> minutes and looked into those dreamy eyes and uh no there's there's something about this cat that i just uh, is not quantifiable until
4: you're actually there but he didn't compliment your jacket no he did not he did not and see this is what then that and see jason menace was trying to pick he was no menace was trying to make fun of yes he was and dak
5: was like actually dude i like it in fact he liked your jacket and also was a a very complimentary of el Volcan and the tacos that have been delivered into the quarterback room for the last several years and told us that he, in fact, does eat tacos. But, but, you know, he said he, dad, but,
4: but he said, hey, it's
5: not every week. Yeah, see, so a typical yeah, dad, right. he can't even admit to having a taco yeah, right. without having to go sweat it out. Yeah, He's unit as well, too. Who's going to be the backup quarterback?
4: You know, you and RJ got me thinking about this. You know, all of a sudden, y'all are giving up on Cooper Rush. Like, y'all forgot that he went 4-1 and last year. Look, first of all, if it, if it comes down to backup, even though Cooper went 4-1, and the season's over. At some point, it's going to catch up to you. Now, Will Greer can make plays with his legs. You I've see him seen him I've, I've seen him in practice. I've seen him move out of the pocket. But I'm still rolling with Cooper Rush. I've seen Cooper Rush in live action. Cincinnati Bengals, like, winning real games against real teams. Like, what I'm seeing Will Greer do, I ah, guess some guys are probably not going to even make the team. So, no. Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback, and he, and he should be.
5: Zach Martin, will he make an appearance
4: in Oxnard at all? No. He's going to play hardball for a little bit. Will, will we see him game on? I hope so. I hope so, Rob, because, again, I don't care who's running the ball. we talking to all, like, you know, I've been talking about Malik Davis. I've been talking about that. So, um, hopefully, if, if uh, Zach gets back, if Zach doesn't get back, it ain't going to matter who's running the ball. You can go get Emmitt Smith.
5: Now, Obviously, the backup running back is on the roster, so that's not the question I'm trying to ask. Because we, you know, I don't think we'd even be having this discussion if there wasn't the PED suspension coming for Ronald Jones. You think it'd be Ronald Jones? I think not,
4: Malik Davis. Not, what are you trying to pick well, a fight? I just—you see, you say I'm trying to pick fights. This is the second time today you're trying to pick a fight with. You me. saw him run yesterday.
5: <laughs> you saw it. You saw Ronald Jones okay. run. You,
4: you <laughs> No, Ronald Jones looked great. Yeah, he really did look good. Okay, you know what? Let's go back to what was it? Steak night. Yeah. Wednesday night. I'm I'm making my case for Malik uh Davis and Clarence Hill Jr's there and G how do you say it? john Jean-Jacques Taylor. Jean-Jacques Taylor's there. And they lose their minds when I say Malik Davis is a gem. Like they get all over me, right? So yesterday I'm at practice. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques Taylor legendary. Yeah, legendary. Jock comes up to me. He was like, "Hey man, um I'm not going to name the names, but hey man, I talked to a a really high up a, scout a, a highly placed source and he told me to tell you not to quit your day job <laughs> cuz you don't have <laughs> you don't have a future in scouting running backs not now he did say that Malik was legit and that he was going to be a pro for a while but he just said he's not what i think he is.
5: So if it's if Ronald Jones is unable or unwilling to play special teams and the two games does cause some kind of suspension, do you see is it possible the Cowboys look elsewhere to go find RB2 knowing full well that they got a Deuce Vaughn and they they they've got Enrico Dowdle and all those other guys but no they're support, not going to shock you. Okay. They got
4: Malik. I, okay, I, i'm standing but on I'm dying on Malik. this hill, Rob. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm dying on this hill. And, you know, people are like, you picked the strangest hill to die on, but okay, whatever. Uh, who's going to be the starting tight end when the season begins? Or will there be? Is it just a committee thing? I think they don't want to hear Joe cry, so they're going to go with Ferg. But the thing is, I don't, to me, it doesn't matter who starts Rob. I think it's going to be really split. I do too. Uh, honestly, I honestly think it's going to be split. So, yeah, okay. So, first, it may be out there first, right? And the jury's still
5: out because we haven't seen Schoonmaker yet. He's supposed to return today. Yeah, so the expectation will get a little bit fuller picture. I
4: don't know about that situation. I don't, I don't yeah. want
5: to say that too loud, but I don't know about that pick. He's we'll a big see. old boy. We've seen him kind of walking around there. Yeah, I've seen him. Will the offensive line live up to expectations, as we've seen What are since. the expectations? Well, it, let's, let, let's look at it this way. Zach Martin there, the expected starting lineup that we thought it was going to be, whether it be whatever it is, and they stay healthy. And uh, they're able to block and do – is it possible? I mean, because I haven't seen this offensive line functioning in two years. Fully healthy, anyway.
4: Uh, to me, they're going to be fine. I don't. I, I mean, I know we were talking about this on stake night that, oh, the offensive line was horrible. That was another reason why I, I didn't see it that way. Again, my eye for scouting talent isn't that great, but <laughs> I didn't see the offensive line playing that bad. I mean, you still, like, how do you, how are we saying the offensive line is bad When they had the number one offense, you can't have the number one offense when Dak's starting if your offensive line is bad. It's just not physically possible in today's NFL. It's not. So I don't consider the offensive line bad. So I do think if Zach Martin decides, all right, I'm tired of paying this $50,000 and comes back, I think they're going to be fine. Now, the thing Tyron Smith told us in his scrum on Tuesday was he and Tyler have to get on the same page like Zach and Steele. It was shocking to hear Tyron Smith, Surefire Hall of Famer, Tyler Smith, who's hit the ground running, say, We got to get our continuity down like Zach and, mm-hmm. and Terrence still have theirs down. I was like, Damn, that's high praise for Zach and Terrence. And hopefully Terrence, Terrence will be back soon to get his payday as well.
5: Is the early camp hype on uh, who
4: a fourth string wide receiver? Oh, gosh. Too much? I'm not going there. Too little. There. I'm not going there, dude. That, I'm like they're, it's Cooks and C D. What those other guys give you is gravy. Like we're, i what we really talking about a guy that got a Fresno State that everybody's like, Oh, we'll look, look, look. It may be, you know, who knows? But they paid, they traded for Brandon Cooks. They're going to pay, CD. Those are got to be the guys that make your bread and butter. Those are the guys that got to make plays if you're going to do something. And I saw Dak and CD. Now, the offense was clunky yesterday, but what wasn't clunky was Dak and CD's chemistry. That stuff, it's there. It's a real thing. Do you find it interesting that as
5: we talk about this defense and all this different right. stuff, that the number one draft pick for the Cowboys – was a defensive tackle that we have managed not to talk about at all. Who oh, we talked about his well, underwear. Well, I mean, managed <laughs> not to talk about <laughs> no, no. who might very well be the actual complete key to the whole situation if he can. Come I think in we've and talked about Well, and we've talked a little bit about the the circumstance and the dude's kind of crazy. But if he yeah. can come in, stop
4: the run, this whole everything changes because that be was top the problem. Three. If they stop the run, they're going to be a top three defense.
5: Perceptions on Mozzie.
4: I don't know. See, I, I, don't like, I don't know. I don't know. He's a, less, he's a little bit like he's a little bit smaller than I thought, but uh, he's also got a little bit of dog and a little nasty to him. But they still have Hankins, They still have Dorn. So it's, he's not it's, he's not on his own. And then you know, according to RJ Blogging with the Boys, you have D Law, who is a elite run stopper. Who Sam Williams just told us when he needs the things about the run, he goes to D
5: Law. Well, we've got about twenty seconds or so, Rudy, before uh, we head into break. Yeah. And in the last twenty seconds, I want you to sum up exactly how you see the Cowboys season going. Give me a
4: season. Really good. Really, really, really good. Oh, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's a February team, and they'll probably win the division. Hey, that's the what I'll say.
5: Coming, McCarthy and Jones are just around the corner. This is R and R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. We're glad you're here. Welcome on to San Antonio's Sports Star. We'd like to welcome on Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, the host of this big party that we come out to every year.
1: Well, we're going to the favorite folks of this Cowboy, Uh, all of our great fans in San Antonio. Uh, uh, It's been said for for many, many years, and I think it's the same today, we have more fans percentage-wise in San Antonio than we have Cowboy fans in Plano, Texas, which Amen. is a part of the Metroplex. I am so proud of uh, everything that San Antonio is about regarding the Cowboys, and we have huge uh, season ticket holder base from the San Antonio area and, of course, cherish all of our memories of when we've had camps there in the San Antonio area. Now, you big time down there with the Spurs, uh, and I recognize that, but I'm proud of everything the Cowboys are as to San Antonio.
6: Jerry,
5: we appreciate you coming down so much. We tried to grow grass on a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> down there at the Alamo Dome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to get you some better fertilizer. You, out
5: well, we got enough of it on this show. Yeah. Welcome on again with Jerry Jones sitting with us. And as you sit down today, you know, we, as we looked at all the offseason the excitement coming in, you've, been, you've gotten a little bit of kerfuffle over the last couple of days. Um, what's up with the Ring of Honor in Jimmy?
1: Well, it's really uh, nothing new. No, it's not. Uh, at all. And uh, candidly, uh, I'm going to go back to when the man who started the Ring of Honor coached me up on how to handle the Ring of Honor. He said, don't have any committees. Don't have any uh, uh organized input uh, you'll get it you'll get it from all the people that are on the that are in the ring of honor from all the players that played uh, you'll get it from about all the coaches you'll get that, but don't have an organized or a timing way to decide when someone's going in the ring of honor. He said first of all, if you'll do it that way. There will be more mentions and more recognition of what they have been about for the Cowboys before they go in than after they go in. Mm. Now, that's not about any one. That's just a fact. There's more discussion. There's more discussion about a Hall of Famer uh in the nfl before they go in and the debate and the discussion of what they did then after they go in so if you really want to do the best thing for the ring of honor and get it the most recognition and make it the most honorable in sports keep a very narrow group don't do it very often and do it in a way that causes it to get a lot of uh, discussion Hello, I that's mean, where we are. The most uh,
5: honorable
4: in sports, I appreciate you. Absolutely, time. you've mastered that, Mister Jones. But now, let me ask you this: Now, you said there may be some other coaches. Did you want to let San Antonio know which coaches those? Well, may
1: be? I don't. But we've got two other uh, coaches, okay. other than the one that's in it, Tom Landry, right. that right. have won Super Bowls.
4: Well, I think you might just stop. I this there. is uh,
1: I've, I've got one well, I'm comfortable no, with one no, Parcells, one a Super Bowl, but not with you. No, but I'm just saying. But he won we've a had, Super Bowl. But we've had two other coaches, at least, if that were the criteria, which isn't necessarily at all the criteria. You. That makes sense. But you've got two other Super Bowl winning coaches. Uh, as as a thought, now you guys again might not have heard me. There are many, many, many things that you think about when you think about who goes in the ring of honor for the Cowboys. Tex Ram, for instance, who started it, said don't make it the best player. Mm. Don't make it the best coach, for that matter. Make it the one who's contributed the most to the franchise, not to the accomplishments or statistics on the field. So uh, there is a difference, and... uh, uh, I don't necessarily adhere to everything Tex Ram told me. Don't get me wrong, but, but you take it. You take into it. But it basically is a uh, a composite of a lot of uh, a lot of discussions, and one of the things sure isn't some type of automatic trigger on timing. Hall of Fame, uh, uh, Hall of Fame, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, position coach. Head coach, there's nothing of that nature.
4: I, I, I love the fact that you've made it. To me, it's harder to get in the Ring of Honor than it is a Hall of Fame. No question. But let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Jones, oh, and then you can tell me if I'm wrong. When you talked the other day about Zach Martin, and, I, and you can let me know. I sensed frustration in your voice. If I'm wrong off, off that, you can let me know. Are you frustrated, and were you caught off guard?
1: No, not caught off guard at all. Uh, anytime you have a holdout, no. any time you have a holdout, mm-hmm. that's always the one or two hottest topics uh, during camp, number one. Number two, no frustration in any way. There's none. Uh, Zach is exemplary. Zach is an exemplary player. We simply have to allocate the funds. Uh, Zach's been very fortunate in that we drafted him very high, so as an interior offensive lineman, he's had the highest pay as rookie that you could put really, yeah. Uh, in his first contracts, his second contract, he's the highest-paid lineman that we. That's probably in the league for many, many years. It's hard to hit it any better than he's hit it. So you can't hard hit. at all. And so if you simply took the players at any given time and just had a pay raise, and then didn't get to deduct from the ones that haven't played as well that have a contract. Mm-hmm then obviously there would not be enough money to go around. <laughs> right. And more, the most important thing is we have to do is understand, uh, do we have Michael Parsons coming up? Absolutely. Okay. Do you? Are you sitting here? Do you uh, See? Uh, just go on and on and on? Right. Lamb coming up? Of course you do. And you say, well, uh, but still, uh, that's all supposed to be taken care of. At the end of the day, as everybody listening knows, The buck stops when there's no money in the account.
5: I'm very aware of that.
1: And we all are aware of it. And so you also don't have that happen to you suddenly. You need to be looking ahead a little bit. Uh, That's what this is. Absolutely. And so uh, uh, as far as Zach's position that he's the best lineman in the league, I agree with it. Of whether uh, three or four others might say, well, not quite, but he's one of the very best. And my point is, we have an agreement. We're fortunate to have it. His teammates are. We're fortunate to have it. We just don't have the money to make an adjustment, period. And so what's the alternative is for uh, us to just deal with reality of where we are well, what's the conversation level like with him uh just generally with uh zach prescott i mean uh, uh, zach martin it is nothing but respect mm-hmm. it is a uh, by the way his his demeanor is total and complete respect and so uh that's what it is it is not a, now do we continually talk every day in every way or what have you no mm-hmm. not at all uh, but uh, I've visited with him about this very carefully, and uh, uh, we have uh, he has uh, at least our understanding of where we are. But the uh, uh, penalties of not playing are not playing. And there's no getting they're, around this. They're though. enormous. Yeah. They're right. enormous. And uh, so uh, you look at that. That's why you have those agreements. And, by the way, you can't just replace it with a piece of paper that if either party decides they just don't want to do it a year or two from now, what have you got? Just another piece of paper. Right. So you have to go by that when you sign it, you're going to do it. I, I, I missed it. <laughs> uh, the thing with
5: contracts. You've got to abide by right. them. You've got to abide by damn them. Things. they get in the way don't, a lot of times. If
1: you don't, it's hard to get another contract because if you don't abide by contracts, you don't have anything.
4: I agree with that. Now, you know this is you know big boy football. We play the blame game, and you're the Cowboys. With Coach Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling, we like to say, okay, well, who's next in line if things don't go right? Is Mike McCarthy on the hot seat this coming up season, depending on if he makes it farther than the divisional round or not, or NFC Championship game, Super Bowl? Is that even discussed?
1: No. It's uh, you. There were two questions there. Yes, sir. Is he on the hot seat with me? Mm-hmm. The answer is, or with anybody, if not me, no. Okay. No. Uh, then consequently, it's not discussed, uh, other than what we're talking about, and that is, is he on the hot seat? No, emphatically. And so, what we're doing is, uh, we think a real improvement. Uh, because we're getting the asset of his experience and his ability to inject some new things. Uh, At the end of the day, it's to uh, really protect Dak and be a more Dak-friendly offense.
5: Well, we're seeing it right now, and we want to thank you uh, for stopping by. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Big friend of San Antonio. Thank you so much for what you've done for our city.
1: Thank you guys for what you give us from San Antonio.
5: That was Jerry Jones joining us earlier in the week here on San Antonio Sports Stars, and one one of the things that strikes me every year, Rudy, is how excited this guy is. This billionaire that owns a 150 foot yacht and can travel and do
4: and comes and he spends this week hanging out, talking, and being a football owner. Yeah, definitely a football owner, but it definitely um, a more of a, a business minded Jerry this year. Don't get me wrong. I mean. I had an opportunity to hang out with him, and he was having a good time with the media out at Nobu. But this whole Zach Martin situation and then the Jimmy Johnson situation kind of not has him upset, but has him been like, hey, man, this is what it is. This is what we're doing. I don't have the money. I'll let him in when I say I'm going to let him in. There's other cut. Like, so, yes, while Jerry's uh, – he's always going to be here having a good time. And, he, you know, he told the media – what was that? Um, I don't remember. It was earlier than the week. Hey, I still get – the chills when i walk around oxnard and he says he remembers when you know if he first met al davis out here so still a great time and it's always a good time hanging out with jim you know
5: he uh i've been here with broken legs with right with, with kellen moore uh holdouts from zeke I've been here with business uh, as usual. Uh, so this is just you know just another year. If controversy wasn't here, I, I don't think Jerry would have any fun. I think the controversy was, is what keeps him going. Hard knocks, been knocking around, and all this kind of stuff. It's just been a, a another typical, if not uh, extraordinary, year. Uh, Mike McCarthy, on the other hand, this is a I, I, this is a very different training camp for him. Yeah,
4: he's been uh, install, install, install. Getting on the same page. Trying to get working,
5: really. Over the last couple, would you say more confident? For sure. Well, we're going to talk with the very confident and excited Coach McCarthy next. This is R&R. Mike McCarthy coming your way. Here is head coach Mike McCarthy of your Dallas Cowboys, sitting and joining with us for the first of what will be. I would, we were doing oh. our count, coach, uh, of 18 okay. visits, as uh, he will join <laughs> us every Friday morning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said a minimum of 18 visits. We're just beginning it. And before we dive into stuff, good to see you again, coach.
10: Looking good. glimmer in your eye, as always. Absolutely. i mean it's training Camp. You know, this is the best place you could possibly have a camp, so everything's going great. Absolutely. Seems staying, you know, relatively healthy, but no. I'm How loving, are you loving it. How oh, are so great. It, yeah, it's great.
5: Yeah. No jet lag yet. No jet lag. No. No. You no, know what no. I mean? Just, Where you start feeling like what? Type, what day is it yet?
10: Yeah, you know, camp is. You know, you're trying to. You know, just maximize everything you can here because, you know, you know, you're on a limited time with your players, but, Right. You get to train in this space here, and there's nothing like uh, it. So we can we can go full speed
5: in our business. You know, we get up early, uh, yeah. and you start living with this internal clock. Yeah. You know, I know at, uh, there's a certain time of day I'm supposed to be doing something. Have you hit that with the camp? Like it is, it is seven oh, yeah. fifteen. There's a camp. There's a meeting I got to be at, and I know where I need to be. Have you found that rhythm yet?
10: Well, I'm, I'm an early riser, uh, so you know the, the mornings are. I love um, the, the night time. Is the part that you know it always takes you a while, right? To- get into a rhythm, you know, because this is a, our offensive staff. This is our first time going through it together. So, you know, we're spending a little extra time at night than, than we probably like to, but um, it's just kind of where we are.
4: With you taking over the play call, did you get as much time to decompress as you normally do? I know the last couple of years I talked to you, you kind of take that time away and kind of get away. Were, were you able to still have that time to yourself and to the family, or did you have to get right back to work?
10: Well, um, I, I, I did. I had great family time on the break um, in – but I spent a lot of time going back and just making sure things I've done in my past if uh, you know a couple wrinkles that I wanted to bring in because you know I, I think just like everything and I've done it every year you know you, you have a system you have a scheme you know evaluation implementation you're building and building right. then you have the draft you know and then you get a deuce fawn and then Brandon cooks do we have enough you know so you know Terp you know Terp and so I mean just making sure you know Bringing some new ideas, so you know we we have some wrinkles that we'll put in later um, that, that'll come out of those those conversations. But you know, so I've always spent you know pretty much the first two weeks because your head's still in the football. Right. You, know, you go on vacation, so you're still into it. So, um, but it was fun. I was watching old Beta camp tapes and <laughs> quarterback schools from the New Orleans yeah. Saints, and so I you know I you know
4: well I you know what during, during the one of the mojo moments the other day I saw and I was like wow this is different. Turp the lateral, yeah. Yeah, I saw Terp and Deuce in one of those packages. Talk to us about Deuce and Terp and what the type of weapons, because you know, Please. CD was asked, CD was asked, hey, he feels like Terp is one of the best kept secrets. It's going to be hard to keep him off the mm-hmm. field.
10: Yeah, I mean Terp, Terp, you know, um, I love that guy. I mean, just the way he came in here last year, because you know this yeah. is when he arrived here in, in the middle of training camp. So, uh, but you know, has tremendous ability. Um, he's just so dynamic with the ball in his hands, but you know, you know, we're still developing him as a route runner because I mean, his, mm-hmm. his ability to—I mean—he's got an incredible stride, and he's you know, he's probably the quickest guy on the field too. So I mean, his his combination could be lethal. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to get get to have more involved than just playing the normal rotations of receiver. You know, we don't want to be in. Packages where we have to identify, you know, every time he goes in the game, it's here. So, you know, if he can play in the flow, which he is right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is different than last year, just playing the flow of the offense, it'll, it'll give us a chance to, you know, move him around and and just play. Do the some Irish different things. Team, yeah. I think will help him on those specialty plays.
5: It, apply that same thought process to your your running back, Tavon.
10: Well, our running back room's different. Yeah. You know, my first three years here, we we had, you know, we had two dynamic runners. We had two number ones. So, you know, you look at the 2020, you know, version of the offense, you know, or you look at the numbers, we ran the ball. I mean, you know, they had to go up. I mean, that was the, you know, number one focus coming out of that season. And so I, I thought we did a really good job, you know, using Tony and Zeke in 21 and 22. And. But uh, you know now that group that room looks differently, and, and how is that going to sort out? And that's you know that's why we're here at camp and working through. But I I, I love what the young young running backs are doing. I mean they've they've done so a really nice job.
5: How would you quantify it now? You got an RB one and an RB two ABC.
10: Well, I mean we have a, we have a veteran and a bunch of young guys. I mean that's yeah. just just the facts. So um, and those young guys also play special teams. So special teams mm. will be a big factor in how that sorts out. If you're playing in the Hall of Fame game tonight, Coach, who's starting that right guard? Oh, um, I mean, you know, we got Josh Ball in there, and, and uh, you know, we just keep working those guys. Okay. This, I mean, you know, Zach's situation is business, and we miss him, don't get me wrong. No, of course. I, everybody loves him. Of course. And, and all that. But this is this is a healthy opportunity for these young players. You know, these are, these are reps that uh, they can use, you know, especially against the number one defense, you know, Zach and you know Tyron, we're going to be on a pitch count anyways. So you know, mm-hmm. coming in here, you got to be smart with those guys. So yeah, we'll just keep working these young guys.
5: How much did last year's offensive line issues, injuries, and all that, where you're moving guys around, go into the prep for this? This kind of for your offense as you've evolved
10: this thing. I mean, it really has every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, my 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 three years here. I mean, the num- numbers are adversity is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I, I've never had. These this many offensive line starting lineups in in a two year period, let alone a three year period. So, yeah, definitely. It's we're very cognizant. Can you End take of it. me to school
5: real quick? What's that? Uh, can you take me to school on how do you put together an offense? Looking at the offensive the line, the way it's structured, and, and find the m- the measure between mobility, interplaceability, interchangeability, and continuity on an on an overall stretch with the offense. How do you meld those well, two things together? You
10: look at the individual number one. What is his skill set? So know is he a one position player is he a two position player and then you know sometimes you have a guy to play all three positions so that's that's the starting point so the ample number of times you get them trained now you may only be able to get them trained in the technique and the physicality part of it but then you can train them in the mental part of it through the walkthrough, so it's just once again establishing the individual's ability to play multiple positions.
5: <laughs> How many more you- reps do you need to do that for real? A, <laughs> uh, a, a well, you know, I know, but I mean, I, mean, I mean, is it like
10: another month? I mean. Well, yeah. Um, well, you, you guys have been around. You, I mean, training camp's a lot different today than it was, you know, ten years ago, fifteen, twenty years ago. So, uh, but that's where you have to you have to get it done in the classroom. You have to get it done in the walkthroughs. But in the offensive line, I mean, it, that's 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 a hard position, and it's you know, there's a you know thought that you always give linemen three years to find out where they're at I mean you know we also had a pandemic in the middle of that right. evaluation period too so uh, I mean that's real I, I think young players uh, because you don't get the fl- I mean the first padded practice was really the first rep of all their training that that was that really was what they can tie to getting ready for the game I mean you know perimeter guys can, can go full speed you know against one another in helmets you know and, and get and get Get the work. The the, the, line, the linemen don't get that. You know, they don't get that. I mean, I can remember being on the uh, the mad committee, for coaches' committee. John Madden used to say it all the time. What can we do to help – you know, he's an old line coach. You know, his mm-hmm. original was an offensive line coach, and, and it was a point well made. What can we do to help his offensive linemen? I mean, it's such a disadvantage to start the season just from a training perspective. It's, you know, they, they don't they don't get the you know trips to the plate that the, the other positions do.
4: Where or where I know the words you've used a lot. This campus installs. Where are you in the offense with your installs? How was your walkthrough through yesterday? Were you getting back in the pads? How's everything going?
10: Well, this is our sixth install. Then Saturday okay. seven. Then you know next uh, Monday will be eight. So then once we get past that, then we'll we'll get into the prep for you know Jacksonville. Make sure our guys are ready. So
5: what's the percentage of in there? What are we your quarter percent in? Your thirty percent, forty percent in? Just to yeah, give I'm us 30, an idea of what 60%, we're looking percent. at. Sixty percent. Oh, good. 60%
4: Mike McCarthy sitting in with us here on, on uh, San Antonio Sports. I need Sports you to Star. help me be right though. I've been arguing with people about Malik Davis. I need you to help me be right about him. I think he's the real deal. I think he can. I I I'm going to stand on it. I don't care what anybody says. I think Malik is going to have a breakout year. If I mean, depending on how things go, he gets the touches and the reps. I think Malik Davis is the real deal. An advocate for sure.
10: Definitely, I think he's clearly one of those guys that's making that jump from year one to year two without a doubt. He showed great, you know, really good natural run skill. In his limited opportunities last year, um, he's done a good job in the weight room. You know, He's, he's stronger, and uh, he's done he's done a nice job with the pass protection responsibilities we've added to the running back room. And, and I think he'll be, you know, he's a natural at, at uh, you know, check downs and, and working the underneath routes, too. So, yeah, I, I think he's developed really well. He has a lot of natural run skill. That's I
5: mean, the reason you come to work. Hey, we look forward hey, to sending coach. some tacos this year.
10: Yeah, there you go. Good <laughs> Appreciate you, rolling, Coach. Huh?
5: Mike McCarthy right here on San Antonio Sports.
4: Start for the first of what we hope will be many, many returns. Hopefully 20. He said 20. 17 regular season games, the division around, NFC Championship, Super Bowl. So hopefully we talk to Mike McCarthy 20 times next season. This is your third training
5: camp with McCarthy. Yep. Uh, what have you? What's the differences you've seen over the last several years?
4: I, you know what? what's crazy, Like we, while he's more laser-focused this year because he's took over the play calling, he's actually, and I think that's why guys play for him, he's the same guy. He pulls no punches. He is, and I don't think it's a negative connotation on it. He's a player's coach. And when I say player's coach, I don't mean it in a way like, ah, I mean, I mean in a sense of like he treats them like men. He, he lets them do what they're supposed to do. Like, hey, this is your assignment. Go and do it. He trusts them to go and do it. You know, he knows all the right things to say with right buds to push. Has he gotten it done yet? No, he hasn't. But, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that haven't gotten it done. So, to me, the reason why I feel like these guys play for him as hard as they do is because he hasn't changed.
5: There's a lot of camp left, and there's a lot of preseason left. Yeah. This is the time we normally are here and when we leave. Uh, last year, I remember leaving thinking this was a pretty good football team, that they should go a fairly long This way. is a February team. And this is I continue to think that. And I think that they've taken the right steps to do just that. Right. Now, what happens between now and then we'll wait and see. And this is Zach Martin thing as we close down our AA Best Bail Bonds and training camp coverage brought to you by Southern Recipe Small Batch Four Crimes and Tri- and Texas Cheer Liquor, who have just my goodness, we want to thank our friends for helping us get out here uh yet again. I've 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 left this camp disheartened. I've left this this camp way too overly excited. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And I've also left this camp and been completely wrong. But I, I I agree with you here, and I think you have a subjective view as, um, this is a February team, and it and as long as they don't screw it up, right. They will be in contention now. They might run up against better teams, and there's right. a couple and,
4: better. And you need some luck. But, yeah, you need. Some, I mean, perfect example. I mean, you know, as far as San Francisco went with the Mister Irrelevant, you need a little bit of luck. You need some things to go your way. Well, we are about to break down uh, this traveling road show and head
5: thank down to the thank you sponsors, and head back home. Uh, we will be joining you live in studio again on Monday. Uh, just a couple of minutes to thank Edwin and James Pledger and Ryan Santelon, uh there at the building. Uh, Ernie. Every, Ernie, who uh, guided the missile. Uh, what a great week of, of, of work those guys put in. We're just the tip of the spear. They did all the work. And if you've been following us on the socials, you've seen exactly and, the kind of stuff
4: we're doing. And this is just the beginning of the football season. And thank you to the Cowboys for this unlimited access.
5: Yeah, things are sweet on the tennis courts, but it'll be nicer at home. Y'all be cool. <laughs> Have a fine weekend. We'll see you on Monday.